This is the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm Robert Ring. Jay, say hi. Hi, how are you? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have to say... Stop wallowing. This isn't Age of yeah. Empires 2. Oh my god, I, thank you, Blake. <laughs> this is what I have to say to um, my daughter, my six-year-old. Let's use words. That's funny, because I said the same thing to your dad. <laughs> you got nothing, Robert? You got nothing? <laughs> I guess no. I, I have no All way right, to there get There you back. go. Quit talking shit. That one. And happy, Blake Corey. Hi, that's this guy over here. Me. That's, that's me. the guy who's the guy with the beard. The guy with the shirt the, off. The ridiculous beard. No, actually, I've got a six shirt on right now. Did you see my shirt today? Why don't you share a screen? Uh, I didn't. Shirt. I don't think I um. I don't think I really noticed. There you go. Now that now it's now our podcast is more personable. The video <laughs> chat is real. I think that. Well, all right, I don't want to I mean, see yours. I just want to see Blake. No, I. But I can't see it either. Is mine on? The other party. Okay, let me turn this on here. So no, 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 Blake has a green like screen. My, this OS that I'm using right now. You recognize this, Jay? Let me see. Of course. That's legit. Where'd you get that? Um, it was on, uh, there was an RPG, like, charity marathon that happened a couple weeks back now called RPG Limit Break. And the Yeti did a, like, a couple of special shirts that were only available during the RPG Limit Break. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I bought it through there. I got a bunch of others too. A couple That's of really cool. fucking cool shirts. <laughs> So uh, for the, for our listeners that are sitting there scratching their heads wondering what the hell's going on, I got um, <laughs> I've got a Isla and Marla shirt from Chrono Trigger, uh, doing uh, Twin Charm. It was called nice. Twin Charm, right? I want to say it was yeah. Twin. I think so. But yeah. Um, and then a couple of the other ones I got. I got one for Starman Elite from Earthbound, and then I got uh, what are the other ones? I got one called Super Fiends. Which is based on the fiends from the first, uh, from Final Fantasy One and Final Fantasy Four, and it's also got, uh, it's like it's done in the art style of the old Super Friends show. That's kind of cool. Okay, that's, that's really cool. cool. Robert's like, like uh, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> okay. All right, moving forward. I'm Robert Ring. I only care about platformers and point-and-click adventures. <laughs> I don't even really like platformers that much. Oh, sorry. and then uh, what was the other one? I got one more. Uh. I don't remember it. Whatever. It was a yeah. little solid. No, no, it was not actually. I uh, I actually just got a shirt. I ordered one the other day too. I got a. Uh, it's Lechuk's Grog. That's what it oh, is. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like how you pause. Like I thought you were gonna say more, and then like, I thought you DC or something. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody <laughs> to say something like. <laughs> I was like, please waiting for a prompt. I guess I'll Look, help them out there. It's like it looks like a. Like a liquor logo or like a beer logo or something like that, you know? It's got LeChuck's face on there. That's Robert, have you played cool. the new this Metal is, Gear? Sort of shit. Uh, no, I have not. Okay, are you going to get it, or...? Yeah, I'm going to. What new Metal Gear? Which one? Wait, what? I just saw oh, it, it hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay, I, I didn't think so. I was... That's the reason I asked. I didn't know if it came out or not. I just saw a lot of people streaming it on Twitch the last couple of days. Well, you're probably talking about... Uh, Ground Zeroes, maybe? About... Yeah, Ground I think Zeroes. so. I think it was Ground Zeroes. Is that... Uh... Okay, yeah, that one's out. Yeah, that one's been out for about a year now. Yeah, yeah. Why is it so big on Twitch? Also, no, probably some random started streaming or some really popular person. That's why. Yeah. I don't really know. It's like why Barbie Princess Castle was number one on Twitch or number two. Oh, on Twitch. that's right. That was the other shirt I got. Um, it's a Returners Collective <laughs> shirt. Just to fucking go back. Barbie to Princess. Oh, I don't that shit reminds about me. Um, I got a Returners Collective <laughs> shirt. It's got the text Returners Collective in a ring around uh, the airship from Final Fantasy VI. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, I've got a question. Who's your uh, favorite Ninja Turtle? Donatello. Without a doubt. 
Michelangelo. Leonardo or Donatello. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Michelangelo's like funny, but... Yeah, and I feel like Donatello I could... uses the bow staff, which I've become a big fan of recently. So he's the one I feel close, 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 close. <laughs> I don't remember that much about their personalities. I remember Michelangelo and Raph both kind of being annoying. <laughs> yeah, they're Michelangelo like... not so much. Raphael, that... well, Raph was a little okay. bitch, right? That was the one with the the size. He was the size, yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, he was a right, one. Yeah, he was. Bitch. He was like he was like rude kind of, uh, but like Michelangelo was just like funny. And like, Michael, okay. and like he was like, I'm such a goofball, and then Raphael was like an yeah. asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael yeah, yeah, was the orange right. one with the nunchucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What? Was, oh, Leonardo was the blue one. That, I was, I was mixing those two up. Okay. What with the swords? Can I change uh, my answer to Megan Fox or no? <laughs> no. Jesus, just kidding. Uh, oh, Casey Jones. Jones. How fucking cool Jones. is he? Oh, he's pretty cool. Have you all watched any of the new? Oh, Casey Jones. No, no, I have not. Any of the new cartoon? It is actually really good. Really? I've heard catchy. that the new cartoon is actually good, yeah. The I'm going to watch new Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> new Dragon no, not the movie. Yeah, yeah. The cartoon, though, is I've actually heard really positive things about, which surprises me, but at the same time, I'm like, I I don't even have time to watch the shows that I'm in the middle of right now. I'm not starting something new that I don't care that well, much about. Like, just, if you see it on TV, just like just turn on and check it out for a few minutes. Oh, yeah, because I watch TV so much. <laughs> okay. Asshole. You guys ready to talk about some games? Or news? Okay. Video can. games? We got? Do we have news? Did you I had like a 30-minute Ninja Turtle discussion. Whoa, 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 whoa. Robert. If you guys just want to... Robert, I'm going to let you know. We can't do that. <laughs> uh, okay, so I want to... There's this guy on Reddit. Uh, his username is Chris the Cameraman. On the uh, retro gaming Reddit, he made some Atari wallpapers. And uh, they're pretty sick, actually. Uh... It's, I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to say an Imgur link and you can't interrupt me or make fun of me while I'm saying Oh it's, my god. He put, he posted them at imgur.com slash a slash u63rf. F as in frog Frank. eater. F as in um, fucking stop Trump. doing this. <laughs> just fucking tweet them, Robert. Just fucking tweet them. Just, anyway, just, uh, go check them out. They're pretty cool. Pretty sweet. Did you hear about um? This isn't really news, but it's pretty awesome. Did you hear about the new VP of Sales that Nintendo hired? I did. Oh yeah, the guy that's named Bowser. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the only reason he got the job. Yep. Maybe it was Reggie saw the guy's name and was like, you know what? We need to put this man on somewhere. I don't. What what positions do we have open? Put him there. <laughs> Perfect. Jan- janitor's closed. Let's do let's do something else. So anyway, that that, one, that was his dream. I want to work in Nintendo someday. <laughs> uh, so the N- Nintendo World Championships are going to happen on May thirtieth, and it's like they're doing like old school. It's they're playing uh Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers three, and Doctor Mario. Ooh. Uh. Oh wait. Oh, what the fuck? I didn't see. Is oh, what? The, I didn't see this. It's on. They're playing the 3DS versions of these for some reason. What? What? So. Uh. Yeah. I don't know about that anymore. Uh. They're 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 holding events at Best Buys. <laughs> this keeps getting worse and worse. Best Buy, in, wow. In 
San Francisco in a, uh, in a few a few cities. San Francisco, a couple a place in Florida, and some Denver? others. Yeah, I really hear. <laughs> anyway, I thought this was cool news until until I just noticed that part. But Best so I guess. And 3DS, yeah. Anyway, but they're doing these, and then like whoever gets the high scores, there's going to be like a big event somewhere sometime. But I don't know if I really care enough about it anymore to even find out where or who or what. So how about that? How about that? Dropping nukes like they bombs. Stop it. You're so white, Robert. God. Did you hear uh, that Konami is basically going to start... They they said they're fo- going to focus on mobile gaming? Yeah, well, I think like, that's uh, mention-worthy here. I feel like a Reddit... Yeah. Konami. I think that summarizes it. <laughs> Yeah, it pretty, I mean, yeah, it pretty much sums up Konami. Like, they're pretty much just like, uh, fuck it. Like, we don't really feel like making, like, console games or, or like, big games anymore. Um, as a lot of people have pointed out in the past, really, month or so, since Konami started doing weird stuff, like, they're not, well, they're not a video game company. Like, they are one of these companies that, like, is, like, extremely diversified. Yeah, it's they've like, got like pachinko machines and all sorts of shit like that that they're invested in instead. But like yeah. uh, mobile gaming over traditional console, et cetera, gaming. That's uh, it's 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 probably much less uh, risk versus reward. I would assume. Like if if you're a big publisher and you can get the games out there. Like, you can probably make a good amount of money for a very small investment. Whereas, like, games like what That's really uh, true. Kojima is making, like, it's a little bit more of a gamble. Like, you're putting in millions and millions of dollars and then, like, hoping that it, you know, is well-received and ends up making its money back. That's actually really true, but I fucking hate the mobile scene. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I mean... Microtransactions, all that shit is just getting so old. I, I there, there's one game that I downloaded recently. I think I told you guys a little bit about last time that Squaresoft made that I've been really enjoying. It's it's called Heaven Strike. It's like it's like a bizarre combination of like Hearthstone and like Final Fantasy Tactics. Like it's it's really bizarre and it's kind of fun. It it it's nice for like the times when you just have like you know 15, 20 minutes to kick it and do something. But for the most part, I hate the mobile market. I just think it's the most cancerous thing ever. Yeah, I don't, I think Konami is pretty much gonna be like irrelevant to people who like to like are who <laughs> like who are not just people who play random game like random mobile games like people who actually would say like that you play game like you play video games Konami is not going to really be somebody that caters to that crowd anymore yeah. that's going to kind of go for the Reddit East, is what it seems like it, I, I remember reading the Reddit threads it really felt like a riot was coming on when they were talking about Konami <laughs> oh, yeah I'm sure like yeah. and what you said about like this shit like like microtransactions like that's exactly mm-hmm. what they've already been doing when they re-released contra on oh, yeah, iOS, i heard about that. like two or it may have been like th- it was actually probably like three or four years ago uh like it was just it was ridiculous like the things you like mm-hmm. you didn't have it was one of those you didn't have to buy stuff but it's like every time you beat a mission it's like oh you want to buy some extra bullets it's 99 cents for like i don't know like 300 bullets of this special type of bullet uh, it, it was it's it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I, I that's the thing that irritates me. Like, I, I understand. Like, 
these companies want to make money. I want to make money, and you know, obviously, the microtransaction is very successful, as you know, we've seen with Riot and stuff. But <laughs> extremely it just gets so old when you're playing games, like like you're talking about every two seconds. Like I, I downloaded Solitaire on my phone for, for for like somebody wanted to use my phone, to, and they don't play a lot of video games. And after every single hand, you get a massive ad, and it asks if you want to like buy something in game. Like it's fucking Solitaire. Like are you <laughs> kidding me? It comes with Windows. <laughs> so somebody. Somebody posted a screenshot a few weeks ago somewhere on Reddit. It was like of their of some it was a of some solitaire game they downloaded. Oh, I and, remember uh, that. You you had to be connected. You had to, to be on the internet to play it. Yeah, they were like, Is, was... doesn't that defeat the purpose of solitaire? <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that. And the guy's just like, what? <laughs> I was like, that's so true, so true. So. Yeah. Yeah, Konami, well, I mean, they're not gonna really be. It's important. really bad with some games, like. Um, I agree. Uh, well, all right. There was Dungeon Keeper, which we talked oh, about. Before. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we don't even need to. Too sorry. Soon. Oh. Too soon. Sorry. Sorry. Bring up the bottom, um, right. And then, like, my girlfriend plays a bunch of stuff, uh, like. Uh, words with friends, and yeah. she used to play draw something a lot. And like after every round or every couple rounds. It has this giant pop up of like video ad all the time. X is it's... this big, and the X is this big. Mm-hmm. It's it. so frustrating. And then there are some games like uh, Puzzles and Dragons, That's which incentivizes funny. you Puzzles and Dragons, and then like Final Fantasy Record Keeper, which incentivizes you to spend the money to like play the game. Like in the course of playing the game, you're like, oh, I'm out of stamina. I can't play anymore. I have to wait a while, or I can spend a little bit of money. And get a big boost to my stamina or whatever, so on and so forth. So if you're patient, um, yeah. Not... If you're patient, you're fine. Uh, and they don't the really have ads. Have I played? Have you... Blake? So how does? Huh? Sorry, I was just I was talking because uh, Blake wasn't there when we were talking about second. Have you played the SquareSoft game uh, Heaven Strike that came out a little while back? Heaven Strike. I don't think it's... so. Just take a look at it. It's pretty cool. I was just talking about it. Hmm. It's kind of fun. Uh, Puzzle and Dragons. What's the monetization on that? Like, um, it's very similar to Final Fantasy Record Keeper, where you can pay money to like, uh, have a chance to get uh, draw new monsters, and the monster like depending on how much you spend determines like the minimum tier of monster that you get, stuff like that. Um, okay. in Final Fantasy Record Keeper, it's similar except instead of monsters, you pay for a chance to get equipment. But in both games, it's been a while since I played Puzzles and Dragons, but I believe it was like this as well. There's a resource that you gather through mm-hmm. completing stages and stuff where uh, if you save up enough of it, you can go to the shop and use that resource instead. And the other thing was if you wipe, you can start from the same area you died at during yeah, a dungeon yeah. instead of starting over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I played uh, Puzzles and Dragons a little bit. It's a pretty fun game. Cool. Puzzles and Dragons has the worst video game title yeah, it's so just Magical. cliche. Like, it's just it's so pretty. They, it's not they even cliche. Buy. It's just like, yeah. what are two things that are in this game? There's puzzles. Okay, what else we got? Dragons. What's What's really funny is that it's not even just dragons in the game. There's all sorts of different monsters. <laughs> you get nice. You get knights. You get uh, like uh, slimes. You get bird enemies. You get dragons. You get gods and goddesses and all this stuff. It's it's a hilariously inaccurate name, actually. <laughs> All right. Um, Funny it enough, looks it's like... sort of like Dungeons and Dragons in that regard, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, Grandia 2 is coming to Steam. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I, have you they, found a release date for it? Because I don't I think they've announced for it right now. It doesn't sound I, like. I, I think it's oh, supposed to one. be this year, but I don't even know if that's a certainty. So. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Apparently, the news was just that that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't seem like that. Which is cool for me because I've never gotten to play Grandia 2, and it's a game that a lot of my friends that love RPGs have recommended a lot. Oh, so cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that finally releasing. And I guess the uh, the big news that happened in the past couple weeks is Bloodstained. Um, so Koji Igarashi, ah uh, yeah, yeah, who's the pretty much I guess the creator of the Castlevania series. I believe that he. I don't know if he's been around the entire time or if he was just for like the Metroidvania phase. Okay. Okay. Um, well, he uh, is start. He he's doing a Kickstarter for basically like a uh, spiritual successor to uh, Castlevania. It's called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. And uh, the, so it like, once again, it's basically like a Castlevania game with, you know, it's very similar. There are, there are, you know, obviously there are some differences, but that's like the vein of what he's going for. Uh, the goal was $500,000. And they okay. they reached that in like it was like seven hours or something like that. Something absurd, yeah. <laughs> Pretty basically instantly. <laughs> yeah. And then right now it's at two million eight hundred nine eight hundred nine thousand three hundred. So they're almost there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just they're coming up on uh, five times smashing <laughs> what their original goal Decimating. was. Decimating. <laughs> uh, 16 days to go as well. <laughs> this is like going to be the next, uh, oh fuck, what's the, uh, Mighty what's the big spa- no, 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 the big, um, the space game that got like ridiculously overfunded. Oh, Broken Age? No, 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 no. It hadn't come out yet. Uh, I'm not sure. I feel so stupid for not knowing this off so the top of my head. It, so stupid. It's, it's like a, it's like a space MMO. I have no not idea. Not Eve. No. And it made, oh, it made like billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the game you're talking oh. about. Star something? Maybe. Star know. Citizen. Star was Citizen. Was that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this is doing ridiculously well. Uh, I wanted to know if you guys have looked at this much yet, and what you think about it. Star Citizen. No. Blood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm excited, but I'm also nervous because. Um, I mean, it's a new Castlevania set and same gameplay as like Symphony of the Night, etc. But the problem is it's being, from what I can tell, it's being handled by the same company that did Mighty Number no. 9. And everybody oh, who has played the early access, however, I don't know how they got copies of it, like if it's certain tiers of backers or what, but everybody who has played Mighty Number no. 9 has said that the game is just not good at all. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Not like it's an awful game, but just that it's eh, very good. And I don't want to have the same thing happen to a new Metroidvania-esque title, personally. I like that combo of words, Metroidvania. Uh, are, are you sure about that it's the same uh, mm-hmm. publisher? Okay. I didn't know that. Come on, Robert. Yeah, well, that's... That's that is a little bit concerning, and so the game looks like from what they've shown, like the game looks cool. 
but yeah, definitely. One of the things that like was that kind of just raised a little bit of a flag to me was uh, that he straight up said this. Uh, we we have a uh, a source of uh, of capital for this game. Mm-hmm. But they're they're not going to invest in the game. Uh, th- this Kickstarter is partly for them to see that there's interest in the game and Ooh. to then invest in the game. So, like, it's not being funded solely by the Kickstarter. It's like they're u- obviously going to use the money from the Kickstarter. <laughs> but the Kickstarter was like, all right, if you can make this much, then that shows, uh, you know, the, the, the people that providing the capital. Interest. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah no, that there's I don't... interest. Yeah, go, 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 go ahead. I, yeah, um... It's worrisome the kind of precedent that that might set. Yeah, for, exactly. For Kickstarters. And yeah, for I'm, companies and just people trying to make their Kickstarters and shit. It's I just do not like the way that that's going to look. For to me, like it's I worrisome. don't, I don't necessarily mind it so much on principle, but it seems like the problem is. So first off, the, we've already seen plenty of situations where uh, like Kickstarters were funded or whatever, but they didn't like follow through on all of their promises and if you're somebody running this kickstarter and you have uh like a million people who together provided like half of your funding and then one i don't know venture capitalist firm or whatever it is whatever kind of investor it is providing the other half you're going to be much more tied to doing whatever the one guy with 50% of the money is telling you to do and asking you to do and less focused on uh, making sure that you fulfill all your promises to the 3 million other people who, you know, are... That's actually a really good point. I think about that. That's the part of it that kind of concerns me is that there's more incentive to make sure that you please this one big guy (laughs) rather than... One fat guy. All the skinny people. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares about the skinny bastards? Um, and there's no, there's no reason to necessarily think that that will happen, but that's just I mean just due to due to the nature of things like this, that's that's a concern. The way, especially given the way we've seen the, the things we've seen happen to some Kickstarters recently. Um, Kickstarters have touched it, me in my naughty places. Well, one other thing is, like. When I'm backing a Kickstarter, like so, so to get a digital copy of this game, like to back it and you actually get a copy of the game, you have to pledge twenty eight dollars, which okay. to me just kind of feels high. Like it, this doesn't seem like it's going to be a sixty dollar game or anything like that. Like this seems like it's going to be like a thirty, like more like a twenty or thirty, maybe forty dollar game. So like I don't even see, like it, to me, it, like even just like straight up from a financial perspective. You're From not what I remember hearing, extra. Go ahead. Um, they the that's like the price point of the game. It's going to be about twenty eight dollars on release, and okay. pretty like a lot of the people. If I'm remembering my Kickstarter's right, because I know I heard this about some Kickstarter, and I'm pretty sure it was about uh, this one. For the most part, people are um, the tier that you're going to bag it at is the tier of well, this is me buying the game, and that's kind of where it's at. So. Ugh, that makes it even like what Robert Robert yeah, was before. That makes it even worse. Yeah, yeah. So it's like buying a game before it comes. They could just release a bag of dog shit and be like, "Oh, you already paid for it. Sorry, <laughs> we're making another game." But uh, that money's yeah. all gone. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the 
I mean, it's basically you're pre-ordering it way like Pre- before the game is yeah. even b- yeah. before you even know it's going to be made for sure. Yeah, like. It's just extreme pre-ordering, and, like, pre-ordering itself already doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was that big thread on Reddit I told you about. It was a January where people were talking about that. Like, people were, like, kind of banding together, basically saying they were no longer going to do that because it basically gives the developers the right to create dog shit because you already mm-hmm. paid for it. Yeah. That's part uh, – like, uh, the reason I will almost never pre-order a game is because I – refuse to believe that most products are going to be good until it's released and I actually see it played or play it myself a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why that's not more widespread the the thought process. I, yeah, I think I they don't just know. take advantage of people's hype, honestly. Yeah, it's consumerism. It's, oh, yeah. man, this look at this awesome thing. I can spend money on it now. Why spend money on it now? There's no If there's no benefit whatsoever mm-hmm, to spending exactly. money on yeah. it. Yeah. I, I just don't see the point. But you get a downloadable wallpaper. Ooh, wait, what? I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, like, it may, like it's, especially with what's been happening like on release date with a lot of games lately. Yeah. Like yeah, if yeah. any, if if anything, there's less of a reason than ever to pre-order a game. I mean, like it used to be that if a game was super popular, maybe you couldn't get it on release day if you hadn't have already like mm-hmm. put five bucks down at a retailer maybe. or something like that. Maybe. Maybe like in a few in a few circumstances, but like there is no reason whatsoever to pre-order a game unless you're like unless unless you're getting like really cool pre-order bonus stuff. The, the only time that ever happened to me was about seven years ago. That was the only time I ever went to a store. It was the first WoW expansion. I got there and they were like, we were, we're legitimately sold out. Oh, and wow. that was that's the only time that's ever happened to me. After that, like the next time they did a WoW expansion, their like walls were coated in boxes. Like it looked like a giant <laughs> WoW factory. Like it, it's just like. Yeah, I, I just don't don't agree with that anymore. Yeah. Um. So I got I have another question about this. So so Kickstarter stuff. Oh oh, one more thing actually. At their eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars stretch goal, which they obviously just completely destroyed. Yeah, just a uh, was to have voice acting by David Hayter. Yeah, I was going to point that out too. So that's pretty know. fucking awesome. He's you the voice of Blake Solid Snake. Oh God. <laughs> Alright, moving forward. Anyways, let's talk about games. And, and Naked Snake. Kill yourself. Um, okay, wait, I, I actually, I, I do have one more question. So, Kickstarter stuff aside, what do you guys feel, what do you, what do you guys think about this, I don't know if I would call it a trend yet, but it, this is the third or fourth version of this that I can think of where people are kind of, so, so you have like a beloved game franchise. Mm-hmm. And now, instead of making a direct going. sequel for whatever reason, like maybe you don't have the rights to the to the to the property or whatever, you may they're, they're making. We have a lot of people making successors to these games that are basically sequels, but it's like a new, it's a completely new IP and everything. Can you give an example? I, I don't fully. like so this, and then there was Mighty Number no. Nine, which was like a successor to Mega Man. Then there was that. There's that one that's going on that's supposed to be kind of like a uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Which I haven't heard uh, of in a long time. <laughs> and then, and then um, you, ha- yeah, I haven't either. And then was, you uh, have Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, yeah. Which was the old CRPGs, the new. Yeah, and then and, and even you could arguably mm-hmm. even say maybe like City Skylines. Like now that SimCity has gone down the tube. Yeah, to a degree, uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's a it's a little bit different from these other examples that I, that were 
kind of focusing on, but even it's kind of, but pretty similar there. Even what, what do you guys think about this sort of thing? Like you go ahead first. I, I think this affects you a lot more than it affects me. I like it because a lot of these AAA companies don't give a shit about uh, these type of games anymore. That's why these people have to leave the companies and go somewhere else to get them made. Um, I mean, we saw what was happening with Castlevania, where Konami was like, you know what, we don't we don't care about making it too much anymore. We're gonna give it to some Brazilian company, I believe it was, or was it a? Oh, really? Yeah, when they made uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, which. Lords of Shadow was very, very mixed on its reception. <laughs> uh, most people were not too happy about that. And then the sequel to Castlevania Lords of Shadow came out, and everybody, even the people that liked the first game, basically, I, I don't know if I ever heard a good thing about that sequel. So <laughs> Nice. So were the key developers a part of that um, project? Um... Or key, uh, all I remember is they had, uh, like they Probably said, that not. Kojima was part of making Lords of Shadow. Okay. That's all I Hideo remember. Kojima? And he, yeah. <laughs> and even that, like, I don't know how true that was, like how much of a part he really played. Um, I, uh, yeah. Hmm. And then we've got uh, Ukulele also. Is that one that you were trying to think of, Rob? Uh, no, but that's, that definitely is one. It though. definitely falls into this category, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. just games where, uh, like, to go again, uh, Ukulele is the spiritual successor to, uh, the Banjo-Kazooie series, mm-hmm. and anybody that was a fan of Banjo-Kazooie, or not even just people that were fans of the series, because I don't care about it, and I still know what happened to it, they teased about a sequel to the game with, uh, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, and then Nuts and Bolts came out, and... Everybody that was a fan of Banjo-Kazooie wanted to kill Microsoft at that point. It was, uh, like, where, whereas the original Banjo-Kazooie games were, like, these collect-a-thon platformer-type games, yeah. uh, Nuts and Bolts came out, and it was, uh, it, it was, like, a really poorly done cart game or something terrible. Ew, really? Yeah, it's... You're the one who doesn't like collection-based games, correct? You were the one... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, we're talking about Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and stuff. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know that. That's that's it makes see this is making me more nervous about it because it's like they're taking these games from our childhood that we hold so dear and just like bringing them back to life, like murdering them again. As something oh. else entirely. Yeah, it's like oh yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say like I don't have a problem with it as long as like the key players are involved, but I haven't seen that because obviously. You know, none of these games really affect me. At least the ones you guys have lifted up so far. We'll see with the Final Fantasy Tactics Frankenstein thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's uh, <laughs> it. Worries me. Quite I, I'm, a bit. I'm assuming it's going to be good, but I mean, I, I'm. I don't know. Actually, no. I'm a person who usually has low expectations. I don't know. It looks really good, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't want to get my hopes up for that one, especially. Um, yep. I hear that. I mean, like, what else uh, for this one? Bloodstained. It's got Iga. It's got. Mr. Westaboo himself, who went on at E3 wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> and, <laughs> really? Yeah, he he's a pretty big Westaboo, from what I can tell. Uh, he likes a lot of Westaboo. Like that sounds like a racial term to me. <laughs> like a weeb, like a weeboo, except someone know. that lives in Japan and really likes American culture. Oh, okay. Like those annoying white people that are obsessed with Japanese culture. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like weeb. Hate those people. 
Um, so it's got him on. I mean, he was the father of the Metroidvania era of Castlevania. I don't, again, I don't know if, I think he was involved before that. Um, I'd have to double check that and I'm lazy. So, and, but the thing is like, while that might be cool and all, then we take a look over at mighty number nine, which has Keiji Nofune and it's just not, we've heard no good things about it so far. So it's got the key players there, but it's like something else is missing, and that worries me for Bloodstained a lot. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, I think I pretty much agree with all that. Like, from from what they've shown of the game, it looks really cool so far. Obviously, we're going to have to wait and, we're gonna have to wait a while to find <laughs> out if it's actually a good game. Um, there's nothing that looks flagrantly bad about this, but there are just a few things about it that kind of concern me a little bit. Uh, Honestly, like with yeah. how many times that, that the three like that we've been burned by by game companies, I think we kind of get jaded. I think a lot of people do. A lot of people who spend a lot of time in video games, so it might be a lot of that too. But I think there's every reason yeah. to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not just with this specific subject, but just in general mm-hmm. by developers. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the games we've been playing. Cool. Who wants to go first? Robert does. I have, Robert, to get a sip yeah. of water. I have to get a sip of water, so I That's can't fine. go first unless you all want to wait on me. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, Blake, do you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, you go. Okay. Uh, I'll so be back. Like, I'll announce my presence really uh, obnoxiously when I'm back. <sighs> all right. So, Is that uh, okay last time... You? If you don't go AFK Pardon right the... now, <laughs> <laughs> your wife or daughter's going to get it. I'm not sure which one. Which, whichever one I say first. Uh, so last time uh, we did the podcast, I was playing a couple of games, uh, one of which was Mystic Quest. Like, have you, I think I've asked this before, have you ever played Mystic Quest for mm-hmm. Super Nintendo? Very simplistic, easy mode yeah. RPG. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it I was played... specifically designed for the American audience to try to get them, ease them into RPGs. Oh man, I beat it again and I was like, I honestly was so bored. Like, I, I could yeah. not tell you how many parts where I was just like clicking one button and just getting through it. I'm like, man, I used to cherish this game. And like, even the dialogue is just like absolutely attra- And then I got to the last boss and like I rushed through the game so I was like really low level and I was like uh eh, this guy's kind of annoying. All right, like, I'm back. What did I miss? I hope you die in a horrible forest fire, Robert. Uh, <laughs> do you remember how to beat the last boss, Blake? Do you remember the easy mode? Um yeah, you cast cure on him, right? Yeah, you one shot him yeah. with res or heal. <laughs> yep. I was like I was like, man, do I really want to sit here and go back and forth with this guy for 20 minutes or do I want to just Hit the the easy button from Staples and I hit the easy <laughs> button beat. I was like, wow, what a what a great game to play. Robert, I played Mystic Quest, which is a RPG. For, okay. Actually, I played two titles, so um, that was one of them. Okay. And uh, it was uh, everything that I didn't want to remember and more. It just wasn't. It just doesn't hold up. Like when I, it's too easy, it it brings nothing to the table anymore, and it just kind of I don't Did know. You it, still like it. Yeah, I liked it when I was a kid, and I, and I thought it was like, kind of interesting. But it, it's so like like Blake was just saying, they they actually designed it for um, the American audience. They they wanted like, I'm quoting Blake exactly, but he said they basically wanted to create an RPG that to ease uh, North America into the whole concept. And the game is just so easy. Like it's like you don't even have to think for the most part. You just hit one button the entire time. And like even if you lose a fight, you can retry a fight. Like it's just super duper yeah. easy. I think the worst thing about that game is that. 
The, you, there's no there are no choices. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, no choices. Exactly. There's no yeah. choices in equipment. You find a new piece of equipment and it replaces. It's your best equipment. in slot. Yep, it's best in slot. Like there's very few discrepancies between any sort of armor or anything. There's bonus items you can get if you're more patient, but it's not like you have to struggle. It's more of how long do I want to spend playing this game to make it even easier? Like that's yeah, that's like yeah. kind of the argument for it. So. Mystic Quest, not nothing. Does not hold up at all. It's just, <laughs> it just kind of like leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And I, I finished it. I think I played like maybe eight hours, maybe. If if that, I think that's even stretching it. It was really short, and like I just destroyed it. Like it was so easy. Um, but I really, you know, when I was a kid, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then the other game I've actually been playing a little bit off and on is uh, Animal Crossing again. And I think we've talked about this title a couple times. And uh, uh, the original one, yeah, the one for GameCube. Did we? T- I think we. Robert, have you ever played it? No. Okay. Uh, so it's the, the Animal Crossing when it came out was was um, it kind of filled this this void that was missing in the game in kind of like the gaming world, I guess. It it was right at the time when MMOs were starting to become like really really big, and it had this this concept where you had to play every day. And it's kind of like the it's kind of like phone games today, where they encourage you to play on a daily basis because, like we were talking about earlier, they give you a certain amount of stamina, and you can only play so long before you, you know, obviously have to stop playing. And so, Animal Crossing, the whole like purpose, of, like the whole story behind it was you are moving out on your own, you get your own house, and then you basically farm money to pay for the the house, and you can buy stuff. And there's like neighbors, and it was really really cool. Um, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, like before everything was online, like the internet was not. A staple thing like everybody didn't use the internet for everything mmos were like just starting up i think everquest was starting to build traction and stuff but it was a really really cool game and it was really fun to play um that would have been more like 20 years ago for what uh, uh or maybe like 18 for everquest because because uh, 2000 yeah, 2000 2001 because well, yeah. the thing is i didn't know about everquest until like 2003 2004 that's <laughs> what did it I, come out like 98 EverQuest release day. Let's see. I'm actually curious now. I thought it was like around the two ninety nine, March sixteen ninety nine. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah, it was like. Well, I mean, I, I, I didn't mean, know about it. I'm nitpicking then. Strictly online stuff or people expecting you to have a pretty constant, uh, consistent online access. That didn't happen until. Wow. Six. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> 2006, 2007. I mean, that was, yeah. like, prior to that, it was like, you know, you played CSGO with your friends, or you played, like, an RTS that, you know, well, required... Well, CSGO, but... Or, sorry, CS. CS. Well, CSS. <laughs> CSS. <laughs> CSS. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, early on, obviously, like, you play games like that, which required a two-bit computer, and, and, you know, you really didn't need much for it, but, like, I mean, the, fir- the first MMOs really kind of took a toll to it. Anyways, so Animal Crossing, it was really, really fun. I played it a lot with my family, which was kind of cool because you each got to make your own character. Um, and you basically play through the game and there's like really cool items you can get. And they like the, the, the concept encourages you to play during uh, throughout the year because there's like certain events that happen uh, depending on what season it is or what holiday it is. And there's like a variety of stuff you can do. And you can also, this is like the very, this is what I was about the early stage of the internet. You can go to your friend's cities and you can visit them and do stuff like this. It's like, and it was so cool at the time because it was like, I don't know. It, it, to me, I never, I didn't do this. I didn't have a computer that could, you know, do all sorts of crazy stuff like this at the time. And, and you know, kind of like we we're talking about the early stages of MMOs. So, I mean, I, I have a lot of fond memories playing this game. When I was a kid, I spent tons and tons of time playing this game, like hundreds of hours easily. 
And uh, it's nice to go back and just kind of kind of feel it out again. It's still not as enjoyable. They've obviously made multiple titles and they've made it more mobile access. So they've obviously made it for the new um, Nintendo mobile devices. And I wouldn't be surprised if you can honestly get it on your phones at this point. Um, but it doesn't really hold up too much today. Like, not really at all compared to, like, everything else, I guess. So what's the point of the game? Uh, the point of the game is to pay off your debt, actually. That is the entire purpose of the game. So you, like, find the most efficient ways so you can, like, pick up. Anything you pick up, you can you can sell. Um, so from, like, you know, fruits to fish to objects you find on the ground. Or you can do, like, you know, jobs for people to make a certain amount of money. And, you know, there's obviously more efficient ways to do it. And there's just, like, it, it's it's just kind of a it's, it's a weird title. Like, you have to play it to understand kind of how, how it works. Um, but... At the time, it was super duper cool. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that being one of those games. Like at the time, it's like this is really fun. Like got like you know lots of little different things you can do. But then like going back to it, it's like uh, oh, that's the other thing. They they actually you could get uh, a Nintendo like a regular NES in the game, and each one had a different cartridge in it, and you could actually play that game through the cartridge. So oh, really? yeah, that's it's pretty cool. Yeah, actually. so any NES title, like even Punch Out, like I, I remember the first time I got Punch Out and it cost me like a shit ton of money, like a tenth of my rent or a tenth of my mortgage on the house. You I, I was like, holy shit, like this fuck is so cool. And then what'd you say? And you were like, fuck the mortgage. Yeah, fuck the yeah, exactly. And like my dad was like, What are you doing? I'm like, I'm playing Punch Out because my dad is like a huge punch out <laughs> fan. Just like, holy shit, like I really and, you know. Yeah, it was awesome. Like you could just like decorate your house with like all Nintendo stuff. And that's the other thing, like it's really big about decorating. So like you can get all sorts of different types of stuff. Like you can get Zelda figurines. Most of their bigger titles they had objects or, or things you could decorate your house with. Um you could even do like the Nintendo uh the GameCube logo. Um there was a bunch of like nerdier stuff and then there's obviously some more like modern looking furniture and wallpapers. But yeah, that that I like how that appealed. Robert's like, Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty. Sounds pretty awesome. That part of it yeah, does. Really do. Yeah. Give it a try. Okay. Sometime. Yeah. Blake. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <clears throat> We're working on it. So uh, last time I played Sonic, I've played it a little bit since then, but then I got distracted because I was looking through other Genesis titles. So I haven't finished Sonic yet. Okay. But I'm still going to try and make myself get around to doing that at some point. Instead, what I got distracted by was another Genesis game that I have not played in a very long time called Arcus Odyssey. Hmm. I mentioned this A-R-K-U-S? game to uh, ARCUS Odyssey. So I mentioned this uh, game to one of my streamers or one of my uh viewers on stream and he looked it up and apparently it was actually released on super nintendo as well uh but the version i played was on genesis but i do want to get a hold of the super nintendo version and give it a spin sometime just to try it out and see how different it is uh basically the game is like a way advanced gauntlet with a story it's it's the top down action game where you go around and you're killing all the monsters and shit and you've got four different characters, and each character plays differently. Except it's way, way differently from Gauntlet, how each character played in Gauntlet. Um, in this game, there is a swordsman who shoots out sword waves. There is someone that has a <laughs> uh, sickle and chain, like a sickle weapon that she swings around. And then there's another girl, who, the archer character, who is so stupidly overpowered, broken, that it's not even fair. <laughs> and then there is uh, Bede, the wizard. 
And I actually I should do a playthrough as him sometimes because I remember him being pretty fun. But I played through most of it as two different characters. I played through as uh, as the swordsman character to try him out and see how it went. And then I booted up a uh, run with the archer. And oh my god, that playing that game just took me back so hard. I always harp on the Genesis library not having very many good soundtracks. This game's soundtrack isn't bad. Hmm. It's a lot better than I expected when I went back to it. Because once I booted it up, I was like, oh, God, the music in this is probably going to be terrible. I'm going to hate it. And there were a few instances where it got that really, like, bassy, almost chiptune Genesis sound effect that they like to do so much in Genesis games for some reason. Uh, but a lot of the time, the music was actually really good for the Genesis to me. So I wasn't too upset about that. Uh, the music, it was, uh, it was listenable. Then there was, uh, like, the, the stages. What it is, there's the story is that, uh, there was this dark priestess, this dark sorceress a long time ago who got her, her, she got sealed up by the blade of light by the princess of light or something like that. <laughs> and now she's escaping because all the planets are aligning or something like that. I didn't pay too much attention <laughs> to that because I didn't pay too much attention to it when I was a kid too. But basically she was trapped and now the dark sorceress is getting free and you have to stop her. Oh. And so what you do is you, uh, you got this top down action game. You're shooting stuff. There aren't any monster spawners like gauntlet. It's less of a maze. For each level, even that actually it does have quite a few maze-like qualities for sure. Uh, it's more like uh, you're just walking around exploring this map sort of uh, rather than having a maze where you're trying to get through and get the monster spawners down and opening up this secret to go get this thing. Um, like the first stage ends after you walk behind a waterfall and you fight a weird robot thing. It's a very strange game. <laughs> and then each boss, each stage boss drops an orb and the orbs can give you one of two things. It can power up your weapon or it can power up your attack or uh, not your attack, your, uh, your health. It can power up your weapon or your health. And so each stage, it changes flashing. It flashes over from one color to another, depending on which color you pick up determines what kind of bonus you're getting out of it. And uh, basically, I would always just play with leveling up my weapon as fast as possible and getting that maxed out. Because the weapons get really, really good. Like the archer, uh, the archer character, after you level her up some, get her weapon upgraded, she just starts firing bouncing error, arrows all over the place. It's a lot nice. of fun. She, and you're walking, you're typically walking in pretty tight corridors. So it's very, very effective a lot of the time. And uh, then yeah. when you get onto the second stage is when the game starts to really actually build on all of its unique things. In the first stage, what happens is like you go through, it's like two different screens and that's it. Uh, well, th that's a little unfair. The second screen, the screens are long. So it's like different parts of the stage and it's just two different sections in that stage. It's a really short stage though. And, uh, you, on the second stage, what happens is you start actually playing around with your inventory because the game has an inventory system. You get herbs that remove bad status effects. You get uh, fireballs, scrolls, basically, where you get a bunch of fireballs spinning around you and shit like that. And you also start to get a decent amount of 
like magic crystals, I think they're called. And what happens is you, these magic crystals go into your inventory, and then you consume a certain amount of the crystals up to four, I think. No, I think it goes up to six. And depending on how many of the crystals you consume determines what spell you get activated or what spell you create, I guess, really. Uh, and each character has different spells. Uh, the warrior has a spell where he gets um, he gets a fireball that goes out in front of him. He gets one that goes out if you uh, upgrade it again. He gets a fireball that goes out in all directions. Um, he gets a spell where he takes half damage from everything. And then he, I can't remember what his last spell is. Uh, and then like the archer. One of the reasons the archer character is so strong is because her level one spell which means you only use uh, consume one magic crystal to activate this spell to create it, is heal, which fully heals your character. And you get one use out of it per crystal. So you use the crystal, you make a heal, you get low on life, you heal up, you use another crystal, you get the heal spell again, you go around until you're low on life, so on and so forth. There's a reason she's a very broken character, and that's part of it. Um, each character, all of the spells that they get are completely unique to their character. Uh, you can recreate some of them with items... But, uh, yeah, I think one of the cooler things about the game that I never really understood when I was younger until I, like, looked up an FAQ for it recently was just uh, how the spell system works in the game and how you consume certain magic crystals to get certain spells on these characters and so on and so forth. And it adds, actually, a lot of interesting gameplay. But a lot of the time, the spells just feel uh, unnecessary, like... Uh, the the sword master, the sword fighter, he gets the fireball spells that I was talking about, but they're not that useful. <laughs> As they, a warrior or just in general? Uh, just in general. It's like what it's for, it uh, damages everything on the screen. I think that one does. I think his uh, fireball in all directions hits everything on the screen. But the thing is, there's just usually not that many monsters. Like, the monsters you run into just gener- generally don't have enough health to where you're like, oh, man, I need some big super nuke. Instead of like, oh, I'm just going to swing my sword at him five times instead of three and he'll be dead. Um, so that's part of the reason that the heal spell on the archer character is so super, super effective. Um, then you get into like the next stage, stage three, you're climbing a temple. And then when you go inside, you have to find these swords. And then you have to figure out like the swords are part of a puzzle. So you find the sword and then you have to figure out which pedestal that sword goes to. And you're walking around and you're exploring all this stuff. Um, and then the I think t- the stage after that or two stages after that is my least favorite stage in the game. Uh, we're in a fire temple. And I, I, I guess it's like a fire temple. It's a place that's basically on fire. And what you have to do is you have to go around and put out these fires <laughs> that are on In the dams. fire temple? Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> So it's a really weird setup. I don't know what the logic of this is, but you go to <laughs> you you find these like wooden dams that are blocking off the water from flowing through the level. You have to break all these dams down because uh, once you do that, they'll put out the fire will go along this path and get to a point where it puts out a fire that you have to pass through. Uh, that's in a doorway. It's blocking a doorway. So you go through that doorway and that's the end of the stage. But like the dams that you have to destroy are on fire. So it's why isn't it burning <laughs> down? Because it's made of wood. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm missing there. But it just artistically it's a very awkward don't choice. Don't worry about it, you wouldn't <laughs> understand. 
<laughs> it's wizard stuff. Just deal with it, nerd. <laughs> so after that, this, it go, you go up into the sky stage and stuff, and there's a lot more going on with it. And overall, uh, I the game got a lot more repetitive a lot more quickly than I expected it to. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, because I, I mean, it's Gauntlet. It's basically a Gauntlet game where you've yeah, got your one yeah. attack. Gauntlet's not repetitive. What are you talking about? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> one, 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 hey, hey, one, one. Yeah. So I can't it really got play this game. Really boring. A lot faster than I expected. So I didn't end up actually finishing it. Um, but I did have fun playing as the characters and messing around with them a little bit. Uh, it's a good game, but it's nowhere nearly as good as I remember it from when I was a kid. There is one thing that was actually kind of neat about it that I do remember from when I was younger. The very last boss, you go up and you meet the Dark Sorceress, and she's like, Hey, you're pretty good. You want to join me? And then the game actually gives you a choice to join her or to kick her ass. And if you join her, you get an instant game over type thing. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) You can go through that entire game, which can take a pretty decent amount of time, like four or five hours probably, you know? Maybe even six or seven. And then you get to the last boss and you're like, yeah, sure, I'll join up with you. Every other game that I've played in my childhood, like, say, Dragon Warrior, where I try to say, no, I don't want to do this thing. I don't want to be a hero. The game goes, but thou must. And then Arcus Odyssey is just like, all right, fine. You become a bad guy at the end. Congratulations. (laughs) Fuck you, asshole. (laughs) Fuck you. test. (laughs) So it's... So, so like, I can't really deal with the uh, gauntlet-like games anymore. Like, I, I get bored yeah, really yeah. fast. Like, I get bored in, like, five minutes playing those. Wow. Is this basically... I mean, it sounds like it's pretty much the same thing with, like, a it's, few little differences. It's very much gauntlet, but, like, souped up. But a lot of the things right. that it adds end up not mattering as much as I thought they would. Like the magic spell okay. stuff, you just don't have to take advantage of it that much. Um, the other character, I think part of the problem is that I played the sword character, and he is a very, very basic bitch. rush forward into everything <laughs> kind of a character. He's He throws out his sword waves, and that's about it. The archer character is really cool because the arrows bounce around and stuff. Um, the chain character, the character used as a sickle, what that character does is they she throws her sickle out, and then if you hit the attack button again, she'll spin it around her, which is kind of cool. That's really cool, actually. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Is she Asian by chance? Because it sounds like a very Asian type weapon. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a Japanese Same. game, so oh. don't be racist, Robert. Jeez, fucking bigot. You're the one being racist, Robert, from the south. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I played <laughs> that transition, though. I played. <laughs> uh, Blake inspired me. A few weeks oh, ago, God. when he was talking about Devil May Cry 3, I was like, ooh, huh. I started thinking about it, I was like, I'm going to do it. So I played Devil May Cry 1, uh, which I have never played before. And it's about a guy who's, he meets this girl who looks like his mom, and his dad is is a sword. <laughs> That's not true at all. Dude, isn't his dad a sword? No. I thought that was his dad. Sucked. Oh my god! What is his dad? What? His dad was spoilers, like hell's spoilers, greatest spoilers. fighter. No, he used to be. Now he's a sword. He turned. He's into not one. the sword. He didn't get turned into a sword. You fuck. <laughs> I love you. Buddy. Well, who's? 
Wasn't the I thought that so what's the special thing about the sword you get at the very end? At the very I end? That was his dad. The force well, not edge? the very end. Not the very end. Jesus. The Spider. one where you, like uh, the force edge gets pow- gets powered up or whatever. Huh? The one where yeah, your yeah. weapons just gets powered up. The Alistair like turns into the force It's edge like a side oh, no, no, no. that turns into like the Alistair like some shapes. Um, no, not the Alistair. Just, yeah, the Alistair is the sword that you get uh, poked with. The force edge is the one you start with, and then the force edge gets powered up later. I'm talking about. No, I don't think it's either of those. Okay, maybe I don't. Hold on. Whatever. I, I don't remember the names of the weapons, but whatever it is that you're talking about, it's it, it's not him. <laughs> He's not the sword. Blake is so upset right now. He is so mad at you right now, Robert. Like, sword well, because Robert's still trying to argue about this. He's like, but no, that's supposed to be his dad. It's not, it's not what I remember at all. It's, okay, it's called the Sword of Sparta. Okay, the Sword of Sparta, not Sparta as a sword. Let's <laughs> just make that clear. There's a distinction there that I would think someone that has published a book would be able to understand, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I probably wasn't paying good attention. Let's see. Uh, according to devilmaycry.wikia.com, the legendary sword of the Dark Knight Sparta containing the bulk of his devilish powers. It is the goal of Virgil, blah, 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 blah. It is awakened by Dante and Devil May Cry. Uh, okay, so it's not his, it's the sword isn't his dad after all. <laughs> you don't say. I love, it. I love our conversation sometimes. This is I thought his dad like had turned into a sword in the meantime or something like that, and that's what it was. So it's like, good to know that you paid so much attention during something the game. They said, uh, it sounds like you didn't something, like the game, Robert. <laughs> something they said along the way made me think that. I don't remember what it was. It was probably a mistranslation. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. Yeah. In your brain. <laughs> Blame the game. Blame the game. <laughs> uh, so, well, so, okay, so you're a guy who you take your dad's old sword. And then there's a girl who looks like your mom. And, um, so if you're not, probably everybody's familiar with the series, but it's, it's like a sort of a, kind of like a stylish beat em up. It's not like, the first Devil May Cry is not like really stylized. I mean, it's, it's pretty, there is a focus on style, but it's not like big and overblown. It's like, here, you got some cool moves. Use your yeah. cool moves. They don't really run with that idea until Devil May Cry 3. Yeah, okay. That's that's kind of what I thought. Um and so I beat the game and like so one thing you said Blake was that and which I didn't know before you told me this was that originally it was going to be a uh, a Resident Evil like spin-off type game, right? Mhm. Um you definitely <laughs> you can definitely see that in some aspects of the game like even though it's the, really the aesthetic and the uh just the setting is very dark, and the camera angles too. Oh god, the camera <laughs> angles. Also, like going around all over the place and like picking up a stone and then going back and sticking mm-hmm. the stone in a statue to open up a door. Like, like that's the whole game. Oh man, it's it's not nearly as frustrating as it is in Resident Evil because it's even though the the level design is pretty open, it's usually pretty clear where you're supposed to be going. Uh, like, it's not just, like, run around for an hour to try to find the place that you're supposed yeah, to use this. there's only, there's probably not even half a dozen times during Devil May Cry 1 where it's like, I do not know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yeah, yeah, there were, yeah, yeah, as far as that, like, there were only, I think, I can only remember, like, two times where I was like, yeah. I really don't know what, where I'm supposed to go right now. Um, 
So that's done a lot better. And, he, and, and also, like, even the little text at the bottom of the screen, when you go, like, examine an object or, like, pick up an item, it does the same, like, typewriter text. Same typewriter and the sound effect, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, like, even, like, do you want to use, like, green letters, the soul, like, the philosopher's stone or, like, whatever uh-huh, the fuck yeah, yeah. One of the items is called? <laughs> so, like, that part is directly taken from the Resident Evil series, but yeah, it was originally is... like, um, you know how Wesker was this crazy, super sh- crazy, strong, <laughs> teleporting type badass. Eventually, but, more or less, yeah. It was supposed to be. I don't know if it was supposed to star Wesker or supposed to supposed to star someone with Wesker-like abilities, but that's where okay. the oh, okay. uh, general gameplay elements come from. It's like. Hey, let's have Wesker star in his own kind of game. And then, like, actually, we'll make it this other guy. Yeah, and then they were like, well, let's not do that instead. Well, but, I mean, look at all this work we've done. We put in all this work into this engine. We've got all these uh, gameplay assets and everything. We should really do something with that. And then it turned into Devil May Cry somehow. <laughs> yeah, so it's a lot more uh, action-based than the Resident Evil game. I mean, it's an action game. Um the, uh, like, I really like the, like, for me, like, probably the best thing about the game was, like, the environments and the atmosphere and stuff. Like, they did a really good job of creating, like, really cool scenery and rooms and, like, like buildings and stuff like that that, that you're walking around in and fighting bad guys. Um, the actual combat, to me, got a little bit button mashy. Like... There's not real. There's not a block button, so it's pretty much just like <laughs> jump around and like attack the guys. Like you don't really have to pay attention to do- to dodging attacks except for when you're fighting bosses. And even like when you do dodge, like the dodge, like you have to. It's really weird. You have to. Uh, you don't just like press a do- like a roll button to roll out of the way of something. You have to hold R and then press I think like square or X. And at the same time, press to the, like, right or left of his body. But, like, if you're facing, like, to the left, for instance, then you have to press up or down just to go to the side. And if you don't hit it exactly right, like, if you're turned at a weird angle and you don't hit it right, like, to to roll out of the way, he won't roll. And if you, like, don't press, like, all the buttons, like, right at the same time, like, I had a problem getting him to execute the roll, like, perfectly all the time. Uh, The controls were pretty awkward in that, like, as far as rolling away goes, so I didn't do much of that. Like, for me, it was mostly, like, jump around and attack people. And then especially when you get the, uh, uh, Ifrit, which, like, is a gauntlet-type thing, like, I would just, most of the time, do this move where you jump up in the air. Like, if it was, if it was a bad guy that you can't just run up to and, like, mash buttons, then I would just do this move where you jump up in the air and press the attack button, and he, like, shoots himself down at the person and punches them. Uh, like... That like I, one of the bosses I beat almost purely just by doing that move over and over again because it would kind of stun the boss for a second, so I'll just keep doing that move, and like, he, like it took me like three sequences of doing that move over and over, it, like to beat the boss. So like, a lot of the game is pretty. It, it does not take like a. It's not very complex combat wise, but it still looks pretty awesome, and uh, like like I said, the environments and everything look really cool. The Boss battles on the game are not bad. Like, they're much more challenging for the most part. Uh, 
<laughs> but the thing is, there are like probably, I don't know, 12 to 14 boss battles in the game. Uh, not counting the final boss. And among those 12 to 14 boss battles, there are like three different bosses or four different bosses. Like every single boss, you just have you have to fight multiple times. Like you're yeah, a few battle. of them get reused quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like Which, I don't. Think I mean, there was... they usually they they would uh, change up the fight mechanics at least, add some new stuff, add like a different area where you have to go to and shit. Yeah, I guess you know. I mean, not they didn't even change the mechanics on all of them. Like the spider, for instance. Well, the spider made... like. They, I remember the spider fights against whatever the spider's name was. Uh, I don't, I can't remember now. Oh, um, yeah, I remember it playing Phantom. pretty. Yeah, yeah, Phantom. There we go. Thank you, God. I, oh man, when I first played through that game, Phantom was such a fuck. Like the very first oh, Phantom yeah. fight is where the game is like, okay, it's time uh-huh. to get good. Yep. Oh man, no fun. That was and like <laughs> the Phantom thing. I actually, it was actually kind of cool. I thought like fighting him multiple times because the final time you fight him and you beat him and you can pretty much tell like he's really dead this time. It's like, fuck yeah, like my vendetta with this guy is over. Fuck that guy, I'm done fighting you. Uh, it kind of builds up to that. But then like, there are like three more bosses that you have to fight multiple times each. And then it just kind of gets to be like, can we just like not keep doing this over and over again? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Phantom was really tough. And then even, <laughs> and then there's even one boss who, like, so, I, I think the boss is called Nightmare or something like that. He's basically a blob. And it even, like, takes it to the next level of fighting things multiple times because one of the things the blob does is he, like, sucks you in and puts you in a nightmare. And in the nightmare, you have to fight phantom again yeah i thought that that was one of the nightmare fights i i've when he absorbed you but i guess that's phantom yeah no no no. well nightmare in that case yeah i bet the phantom fight doesn't change too much i think he gains one new attack or something in each of the fights uh i like i'm not really sure i oh you know what i think in the last time you fight him he's got more of the things floating around that i I think well he's got stuff floating around that shoots you and maybe those aren't in the, uh, the in the first one or two times you, you face him. So yeah, yeah, he's got that new move, I guess. Uh, but anyway, yeah, boss battles a little bit. Repetitive, God, the but fucking not, I mean, Phantom fight! I hated that fight because <laughs> yeah. you can avoid getting sucked into that realm, but like, isn't going into that realm one of the easier ways to damage him too? Yeah, yeah, because what? Yeah, yeah. Because once you finish, uh, once you kill whatever boss he summons, it's it deals a bunch of damage to him or something. Yeah, it takes away like almost half of his health. Yeah. After you beat that battle. Um. The uh, so you mentioned like the Resident Evil camera angles. Those are <laughs> annoying because there will be guys like off screen that you just can't see, but like they're shooting shit at you, and you don't want to like run up blindly because you don't know if you're just gonna walk right into them. So you just kind of have to, like, stand back and, like, just shoot your guns over and over, like, as long as they're off screen, like, hoping that they die. And usually, eventually, usually that'll work. But, like, one of the (laughs) places that got me the most with the camera angles, and it wasn't even so much, like, that I couldn't see anything. It was just that the, like, the angle was awkward and I couldn't, like, judge the depth right, was against the, uh, like, the big 
like chimera boss he does this thing where he like shoots like bolts of electricity it's like okay that's lasers, what i was thinking like, of, yeah 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 it's like lasers going across the screen kind of yeah and then and, like, like the camera is panned really low to the ground yeah 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 i remember that <laughs> it's so uh, it's really hard to tell where the laser stuff is in relation to you so it, you don't know like if you're supposed to go up or down or side to side or like when exactly to jump and dodge out of the way yeah like that was really annoying uh but i'm trying to think i think it took me about i think my playthrough on the game was like eight hours to finish but that doesn't count all my deaths i would say it probably took me like 12-ish hours maybe 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 not quite um the (laughs) so in the end so the game like it's not as over the top cheesy as I expected it to be, but there were definitely some parts. Uh, obviously, there was the, um, <laughs> the one quote that you brought up last time: "Fill your dark soul with light." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that quote that he says, and it becomes like pretty sappy when he keeps talking about like how uh, the girl. I I think her, was her name Trish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how she looks like his mom, and that like that's why he wanted to like take care of her and all that stuff like that was kind of dumb but like (laughs) i also it's pretty hilarious at the very end so like after you beat the final boss you like the game's not over you have to like escape from the level it's a very very resident evil scene (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so you have to as you're running away you're in the sewer at one point and then like the final boss comes back one more time but you have just to, like every just other like, boss in the game. <laughs> yeah, just like every other boss in the game. And then, but then, like, I don't even remember what it is exactly. But Trish is like, "Do this," and like, you just got to do like one move, and you base, and then like hit him, and you hit him, and then you kill him in like one or two hits or something like that. Uh, and then <laughs> the best part is there's this one room in like the it's like a cathedral that you're fighting in a lot of the time, and there's like a World War II plane like just like hanging in there. <laughs> like just like hanging from the ceiling just kind of like to look at and you're in the sewer and after you beat this boss the plane like falls like the floor above you breaks and the plane falls through it and lands right in front of you and he gets in the plane and you have to fly the plane out of the like crumbling god control. this sounds like a 90s action movie <laughs> <laughs> it rem- <laughs> the thing it reminded me of like what I instantly thought of on this part was uh Lando flying the Millennium Falcon out of the Death Star uh, uh. in Return of the Jedi, because that's exactly what it is. It's like everything's blowing up and falling apart around you, and you got to like maneuver this plane just right to get out uh. in time. And it's like it's not even a long; it's like twenty seconds of flying the plane, and then you win the game. And then that's it's it, like yeah. they just completely randomly threw that in there for basically no reason. You fly just the plane for like, the actionness of it. That's it. <laughs> just for the action. Well, because of it. Uh, all right, let me ask you this. How much more would that have fit into a Resident Evil game? Like, every, just sitting here talking to you about all this, like, everything about that ending sequence just makes me think the game is more Resident Evil than it is Devil May Cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right, yeah. I mean, Ugh. it was goofy. Like, I'm, I'm goofy? glad it was there just because it, it, it was funny <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Don't get too excited, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm trying God. not to. 
Uh, but I was like, what the hell is this? And then it's literally like 20 seconds of just dodging a few like columns and stuff while he's flying out. And then it's like, and then you win. And that's it. Yeah. That's Jackpot. The, that's, yeah. You're the best. You're so good. And then he changes the name of his place to, uh, De- what, what is it? What Devil is it Never Cry, right? Devil Never, yes. Like, oh my god. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? You're kidding, right? Nope. Is that, that's actually it, right? Devil Never Cries or something? I think so, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Oh. Uh, so, yeah, like, it was pretty fun. It wasn't a bad game there, but it, it was not very complex. Like, it, once again, the action was pretty, pretty button mashy. Uh, luckily, like, the puzzles of finding rocks and sticking them in statues is not really confusing most of the time. Boss battles are pretty tough, and the uh, there's some really funny, ridiculous, cheesy stuff in there. The best part of the game by far is, I have to say it too, I was supposed to fill your dark soul with light! The oh. classic scene. God, it is so bad. <laughs> and it's like, if, other... if, you're, if you're looking for the cheese factor, you've got to go with, um, you've got to play Devil May Cry 3. Devil May Cry 3 is... Um, it loses any of the Resident Evil aspects that DMC really had, and huh. it it just becomes its own game at that point. That's where it really becomes its own series, I feel like, where they found their own stride. They weren't tied to a lot of the Resident Evil ideas. It still has, like, you have to insert this thing into this hole in this door to get this I'm door to sorry, what? <laughs> you have yeah. to do what now? Put it right in the hole. Wow. Force it? Like, what if it doesn't fit? You just force it then? Pulls in the mirrors? It's designed to fit. Ah, uh, here, let me tell uh, you about the birds and the bees. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, like Devil May Cry one had the cheese stuff in it, but it kind of <laughs> seemed like a lot of it was done unself-aware. Like it, it's it's cheese in the same way that Resident Evil is cheese, but Devil May Cry three is its own brand of stupid goofball nonsense is what it sounds like it's complete ridiculousness you shoot a sword to make it go faster oh yeah i remember you talking yeah, about that's that that part sounded pretty awesome <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i mean robert you've got to get if if you're looking for the cheese factor go grab devil may cry 3 but like devil may cry 3 is kind of a purpose like cheese right yeah 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 well i mean yeah. At the same time, um, the Resident Evil series, I think, is the same way, where it's intended to be goofy, cheesy stuff. At least from, at least from four on, if not two on. I don't remember three that much, so I don't, I can't really speak on that one. But two had its silly moments, and I have to think that a lot of that was intended. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Like, there's no way that they could write some of the stuff that they write and go, yeah, this is some seriously cool stuff, man. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the Transformers series, the new one? <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, I haven't. And there's a reason for that. What about the Matrix? <laughs> Point taken. Uh, I, I just looked it up, by the way, and it's uh, he changes it to Devil Never Cry. Yep. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. So I had fun with it. Not oh, the, the game. The game that it reminded me of the most was the uh, original Xbox version of Ninja Gaiden. Really? Uh, 
Yeah, gameplay wise. I mean, Ninja Gaiden is much better, and it's the 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 combat is a lot more nuanced. But the writing the feel is at least of it as bad. Huh? The writing is probably as bad. I don't remember the writing in Ninja Gaiden. See, uh, you know, actually, the way that uh, God, I can't remember his name now, but uh, he got kicked out. The guy that was behind uh, the Dead or Alive games and <laughs> the Ninja Gaiden remakes, yeah. he seemed like the type of guy that would be sitting back and going, yeah, this is really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> like, uh, with the way that he acts a lot of the time, or acted, I guess, uh-huh. when he was actually in the public eye, uh, he seemed like the kind of guy who would be like, have Ryu put on some shades. That'll be fucking badass. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we need more of that. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd go that far, but... Yeah, Robert, watch your mouth. I like a good cheesy game. Yeah, you do. I like mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is pretty yeah. good. Um... Huh. Well, there you go. There's Devil May Cry. <laughs> I had never played it before. I'm, I'm glad I've played it now. I never want to play it's, it now. <laughs> it's rare. I, I'm usually not into like straight up action games, but I, I I kind of enjoyed this one mostly for mostly for the art, I guess, the art style. Um, let's get down with our top threes. Is it raining on your tin roof right now? What the hell was that? It's definitely my desk. Which is a tin <laughs> roof? You were. <laughs> Jay's only got 30 minutes, so let's see if we can get through our top threes in less than 30 minutes. I can finish in 30 seconds. All right. Kidding. Okay, so we're doing top three favorite quotes from video games. Um, oh, man. I'm guessing we're going to have a lot of uh, honorable mentions that we want to talk about, or at least a couple. I think let's you guys say, are. I don't think I'm going to match any of you guys, honestly. I'll I think be- Blake's probably going to have the best, but let's, yeah, let's so. say... I, let's, there are so many more that I could use. Like, ah, oh, it's so hard. Yeah, see, like, I, I'm not going to get into the staple ones. There's no way. Well, all right, so hold on. Say whatever honorable mentions, save them for the end, because I think we're going to end okay. up stealing each other's if we on this one if we do those early. All right. Uh, I think I went a different route than you guys. I think I went a different route than you guys on this. I had a bunch that. more quotes. I've got five right now. I had a bunch more, but my computer crashed again. Nice. So How the document that, that I had. Uh, no, it was <laughs> wonderful. I mean, blue screens. Woo. Cool. Blue screens. Wow, that's updated. Yeah. That must be Windows Seven then. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. Oh, Blake son. <laughs> Blake son. All right. Oh. Rob, you want to go first? Uh, uh, yeah, that's fine. Hold on. I'm. I just had okay, to. Okay, Blake, you want to go first? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Which one am I going to go with out of these? Uh, all right. Okay, I think I know what my list is going to be like a little bit here. I'm going to start off with a game that I've talked about on the podcast before. Uh, one of my fra- favorite quotes from the game because it's just such an for for such an odd game it's an even odder quote I I can't believe that but uh, the quote is fuzzy pickles from Earthbound awesome. ooh that is a good one damn <laughs> I mean it's for me it kind of encapsulates just all of the awkwardness and the quirkiness of the game down in one little moment it's its own I had a very thing similar entirely. One. I'm glad we went with different games, though. We were very similar. Good, good, good. Um, it's and it it's become a complete staple of the Earthbound slash Mother fandom. Wait, so, so what's the context of it now? Uh, there's this guy that's that will just randomly 
pop out of the air and fall onto the ground in front of you and he takes your picture and before he takes your picture he says say fuzzy pickles instead is he like of a bad guy no no he's he just follows you around and he shows just randomly up and does like, that sometimes hey i'm gonna take your picture yeah earthbound is a weird game man does he do anything like to help you or he just no like, that runs no off? he just takes your picture <laughs> and then in the credits of the game he's like hey here are all those pictures i took of you Jay, you want to go on? Jay's headset just went out. <laughs> Jay, can you unplug your headset? Well, maybe he can't hear me. I'm going to type this. Jay. I think Jay's working on solving the problem. There we go. Hello? Oh, hi. What? Hello. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey. I don't know what happened. Sorry. My number three is... I was Double supposed to cry. fill your dark right. soul with light! Yeah. That's Which so person? bad. Can can you never say that again? Like seriously, can we just say like that shitty fucking quote and just like from then on we never say That's it again? That's my favorite thing to say in the world. <sighs> you know what? So you know how I invited you to play Castle Crashers with this? Imitation <laughs> cut. <laughs> Gone, Damn, Robert. That's cool, dude. Yeah. Cool. All right. So my mine's my number three is a little bit uh, in depth. So in in Animal Crossing, you have uh, these NPC neighbors that you can like talk to and and do favors for. And uh, sometimes they'll ask they, – they always say these, like, kind of like their catchphrase at the end of everything they say. So they'll say, like – you know, they'll say a sentence, and then they'll say, like, caca, or they'll say, like, you know, something random. Just sometimes annoying. That's annoys, not a sometimes catchphrase. Like, That's an animal. Or, like, a short phrase. Hold on. <laughs> or a short phrase, you jackass. Anyways, so sometimes they'll say, like – they'll say, like, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, what do you think? And you can say, like, I don't really like it. And they'll let you reword – they'll let you rewrite their their catchphrase or whatever you want to say. So you can literally put oh, really? anything. <laughs> anything. And it's really funny when, when you get, like, random context because, like, so you can put, like, you know, suck my dick, for instance, like, w- which is great because sometimes they'll be like, yeah, I was really feeling it today, sucking my dick. Like, you could just, like, put, like, really funny things or just, like, random things. And what's great is, like, if somebody else does it on your in your town and you didn't see them do it, the next time you talk to the NPC and they say it, you're like, what? <laughs> what did they just say to me? <laughs> so it's kind of fun. We used to do that. Or you can, like, just, like, draw random objects, like, you know, using the, the letters. Like, we draw penises or, you know, boobs or whatever and, and just, like, throw each other off. So I don't know. It's kind of a different idea, but it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Uh, Blake, what you got for your number two? Uh, for my number two, I've got to go with. Don't say it. If you I swear to God, if you say what Robert just said, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't do it. I want to now, just to spite you. Oh my! God. I'm gonna go with you, Spoony Bard, from Final <laughs> Fantasy Two. Oh my <laughs> God! I actually would uh, not have recognized that quote. Damn. The reason I got to go with this quote, not because it's such an icon of Final Fantasy because everybody loves it and all that. Yeah, it's a fun, stupid quote from an old, senile, dumb character. The reason I like this quote so much is because it represents uh, a time when Nintendo ruled the translations like complete psychopaths. Uh, the, the, the phrase, you spoony bard, and as a matter of fact, Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 in general is riddled with translation, uh, problems. Not so much problems, but like, what they had to do to translate the game from a Japanese audience to make it clean for the American audience. Stuff like 
you spoony bard. And there are some porno mags that you can find nice. somewhere in the game. But in the U.S. version, they're not oh, porno yeah. mags. And just old what translation stuff like going... I don't, I don't remember what they are. I think they're game tip magazines in the U.S. version. <laughs> Something is stupid like that. Um, and then, like, no one ever goes to a bar. They go to a milk bar. They go to have milk somewhere. <laughs> There's no alcohol in old Nintendo so, or PG games. That was a Clockwork Orange. <sighs> no. No. That's not what... No, stop it. So, yeah. Spoonie Bard. Because it's... It represents a time when uh, everybody treated video games like they were for complete immature children. Love that time. But, um... Do you know what the original quote, like, translates to? No, I'm not actually sure on that one. But, like, it, it could even be really close to you, Spoonie Bard, in the original Japanese. <laughs> but for me, like, it's such an awkward, out-of-place line in that moment that it, I don't think there's any way that can be the original. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, my number two is from uh, Pro Wrestling for NES... A winner is you. That's the <laughs> message you get. That's the message you get when you win a fight on pro wrestling. It says it's got your guy and he's holding his hands up and at the top of the screen it says, "A winner is you." That's pretty that good one, actually. I didn't know that. Like I get, I get a really good kick out. Like that almost made my number one. I just find that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so my number two is similar to Blake's number three from um, Earthbound. It's from Secret of Evermore, which is it had a very kind of similar weird humor. Uh, the main character would randomly reference like sci-fi TV movies that were made up, but were obviously relating to like TVs in that time. But one of my favorite quotes was there's this character you you only see him a couple times and he very rarely says anything, but when you do, he says like the most off the wall things and it never like made any sense of the story. And here's my favorite quote he said. He said, here come the fortune cookies. Repeat, they're wearing paper hats. That's all he said. <laughs> all right. And I was like, oh, okay. I was a kid. I was like, what? And I was like, what? And then, like, they continue dialogue as if nothing happened, like, as if that didn't just come out of his mouth. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, Blake, we're down to, we're down to the, to the meat grinder now. Chugga, chugga. What's your, uh, what's your favorite, the best quote I mean, that's ever been in a video game? So after doing a little bit of research, it sounds like Spoonie Bard is some, maybe, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to find more info on it. It might be like semi-accurate, translation-wise. Oh, really? Or, it, I, I don't know. It's well known. Um, however, the translation of Final Fantasy War was actually credited to these guys. The word Spoonie means enamored in a silly or sentimental way. Which it it feel again it still feels very out of place, but I think uh, between Spoonie Bard and then there's another one from Final Fantasy VI. This isn't my number one, but it kind of represents the same thing. Um, in Final Fantasy VI, Kefka says "son of a submariner," <laughs> and I love the line, but my God, that is some silly nonsense translation right there. Um, anyway, uh, my number one line that I'm gonna go with here. It's the entire speech from the opening scene to Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. Oh, come on. I thought it was going to be something <laughs> serious. Fuck. Are you kidding? That whole fucking dialogue is amazing. Oh, my God. The delivery is 
good or maybe in a you bad messed way, up then. <laughs> but the dialogue itself is uh, good and fun. That's funny. That's good. Uh, Jay, Still better than what Robert the, said. What was the um? Tell me what's tell me again what your secret of Evermore quote was. Oh shit! I closed it. Hold on a sec, because I had to find the exact one. It was like, "Here come the fortune cookies. They're wearing paper hats or something like that." Oh yeah. Okay. So somebody uh, taco taco bowl eight on Twitter sent us his favorite quote. Mm-hmm. It's also from Secret of Evermore. Um, it's we may we may not have a rat's chance in a room full of cats, but we're gonna go after that cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like it. It just like you read the dialogue sometimes, just like what? Like it, it, I, I imagine they got in a room, they brought a lot of weed, and they wrote the dialogue. That's that's what I imagine <laughs> happened. <laughs> yep, probably so. Yeah. Uh, so my number one, I, I think Blake may know what it is. Blake, do you, do you know, or do you think you know? <clears throat> um, God, there's so many potential <laughs> good ones from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, here we go. Um, yep. it's all that's coming. Some, uh, it like <coughs> the first one that comes to mind, and I don't know why, is I guess love can bloom on the battlefield. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. It's that is it. Yeah, when Otacon... I hate you, Robert. (laughs) Why am I friends with you? Oh, my God. Otacon calls up uh, Snake, and he's like, I gotta come find you. I gotta come ask you something. And he, and like, you wait around for him, and he finally meets up with you, and he goes, Snake, I have a question. Do you think that love can bloom even on the battlefield? Best quote ever. Oh, my God. Like, I'm cringing right now. (laughs) But mine's even more cringeworthy, so I really don't care. Good. I want to hear them. Oh, I'm number one. That's right. Or I'm next, lol. Uh, so mine's, mine's similar to my first one. It's kind of a two-part. Um, Blake, how bad was the cringe factor in Titus's dialogue in Final Fantasy X at parts? Every single moment. The part, every single the part where he laughs. Know. The part yeah. that he laughs really loud. The part where he picks up the megaphone. I always cringe. Like, if I'm ever showing people Final Fantasy X, those parts are so early in the game, and I just, like, it's like... If you're, as if your kid said something really stupid in like a public <laughs> setting, like you just, you're so embarrassed. You're like, this is a game I'm trying to convince people to like. Just... Have you heard the Japanese version of that laugh? No, is it worse? Oh my god, it oh, is. Googling. You go. Wait, I want to hear somebody, Blake. Can you do uh, an impression of the of the English version? Ver- no, version. no, I can't. Oh, yeah. I don't version? know if I hate our listeners that much. Oh my god! I told you. Hold on. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> it sounds like a bird. It sounds like crows. Wait, so tell us about the English word. Just like just, just <laughs> like like there's one part where he picks up a megaphone and he's like trash talking the other blitzball team, but he like says the most generic, vague shit ever. He's like, "You're going down." Like it's like <laughs> that. It's just like nobody's paying attention to him, and he's playing on a team that like is like zero and thirty or something. It's just like really <laughs> uncomfortable. But but th- th- this, th- there's two parts of this. This that's my number one. Titus's dialogue at parts was brutal. The shittiest thing ever. But Aaron's dialogue, amazing. There are so many parts that even today, like even though, even though I played through the game like 15 odd times, still give me chills. And my favorite, favorite part is uh, right before you fight, uh, spoilers obviously, I'm like, yep. spoilers, spoilers, uh, is right before spoilers. you fight Unilever. As soon as right, you said Orin, I knew which line it was going to be, too. Yeah, right before you fight Unaleska. Because the entire time, like, the, the whole story revolves, like, they kind of relate it to, like, a book or a story. They, they they comment on that several times, basically saying, this is Titus's story, and depending on how he does it, the, the story obviously changes routes. And mm-hmm. so at one at one part, Orin's kind of 
hinting that something big is coming or like the end of a, a major arc in the story is going to end and Titus has to make a decision. And he says a really, really powerful quote right before you fight Unaleska uh, because he actually was in the same position as Titus and he made the wrong choice. And because of it, he lost his two best friends. And so it's just a very emotional, powerful moment in the game. And it's like one of my favorite parts like of all time. Nice. I'd read the quote, but I'd probably start crying. So. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite quote now from that game that you showed. <laughs> the one that the Japanese one though it sounds like crows. It's like. <laughs> 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 oh my god! All right. <laughs> For any of our listeners and listeners out there, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy X, you've played the American version. You know the bad Titus laugh. Go find the Japanese version. I just Googled Titus Lap Japanese and it was worse. It was a hundred thousand. <laughs> what's the what's the uh speech that he gives? Oh, you said where he's like, You're going down, is that it? Yeah, no. like when he's talking to the team. Oh, oh. oh. do you that mean part Warren's speech? speech? No, no, he's no, 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 no. The the no. megaphone. The trash talking. Yeah, he's like, You're going down and the team name is <laughs> Goers, so he's like, You're going down, goers or something like that. It's just like really like oh like <laughs> Like it's I wish you could cringe, skip. like it's, most of his dialogue. Yeah, like there's certain parts where it's just like, ugh. like towards the end he gets better, he gets a lot better, but early on it's just like, a little, yeah. It's a it's a story of maturation, coming sort. into adulthood, discovering yourself. Yes, I don't know. Anyways, move forward. <laughs> so uh, I've got two. One of them that I had trouble not putting on my list just because it's such an obvious answer, okay. and then one that's just a total Genesis classic and arcade classic. Uh, the the Genesis classic is Wise from Your World. Oh, that's good. The classic Altered Beast 16-bit line just sounds so bad. And then one that I'm surprised nobody else had on any of their lists. Stay a while. Listen. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's a good one. dude spoilers. I, I'm so sad that he died. I thought you were going <laughs> really to say... Uh, when you said it was the obvious one, I thought you were going to say, um, all your base are belong to us. No. Mm-hmm. My favorite quote from, uh, that game is from Zero Wing. That's Zero Wing is the name of the game, right? Correct. Uh, my favorite quote from that one is, uh, someone set up us the bomb. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, <laughs> on my, uh, honorable mentions, here's this one. <laughs> On um, the X Men arcade game, yeah. where <laughs> where when yeah. you see Magneto at this one point, he goes, <laughs> he goes, and this is voice acted by the way. It's not even just text; it's voice acted. The guy goes, "Welcome to die." Classic bad line. We had a lot of bad lines in there already too. Well, a few. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But that's what like if, that might be the best bad line. The uh, <laughs> another classic is the Jill sandwich one. See, I when uh, we kept talking about Resident Evil, I and the cheese factor of Resident Evil, I almost mentioned that one. Well, how does he say it? Like you were almost a Jill sandwich. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a sexual thing. Uh, that's the point. Oh, okay. I thought it was like she was in danger. Well, no, no, no. That well, she literally. Yeah. Oh, it's like a double, double meaning type thing. No, 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 no. Well, she, it's not supposed to be. Well, it may be. I don't know if well, I want to give the early Resident Evil games that much credit. Uh, 
So anyway, she's like about to get crushed by something. But it sounds. What the fuck? Sorry about that. There's some thunder and lightning going that on. That was around thunder here. and lightning. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh <laughs> I saw the flash alive. and I almost got to mute my microphone in time, but I had about a quarter of a second. Question: to uh, Are you still alive? <laughs> Is your house still there? <laughs> Mostly, yeah. It's, I mean, the my roof computer screen's good here. I'm good. I was like, that really sounds exactly like thunder, but there's no way it can be that loud. <laughs> um. So. Uh, I got a couple more honorable mentions. My next one's from uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, Jesus. It's when you, um, say you have this guy who's like a weapons expert and you can call him on your codec and like talk to him and like whatever gun you have equipped, like you'll ask him something about it. If you hide in the cardboard box and call him, then Snake like starts talking about like how he feels like it's his place to be in the box. And then <laughs> the guy's like, and the guy's like, the hell are you talking about? He goes, it's like it was my destiny to be here in the box. Like the way he What's delivers in the it box? is, ab- <laughs> is absolutely the hilarious. This makes me think of seven. What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, kind of similar to that. You should look up just like Google like MGS three uh, in the box and the way he goes, it was my destiny to be here in the box is awesome. God. And then another one for Metal Gear Solid three. Is when you save, and then you're talking to, uh, I think, I can't remember if paramedic is the person who you also call when you save, but whatever girl it is that you call when you save the game, just like in all the other Metal Gear Solids, like, after you save, it goes to, like, a little, like, scene with uh, you and her talking back and forth, just about, like, completely random, inconsequential stuff. And in uh, MGS3, she talks about, like, sci-fi movies every time you save your game. And she's asking Snake, like, if he's seen, uh, like, uh, it came from outer space. And, uh, and, and Snake goes, it wouldn't refer to you coming from outer space, would it? And she goes, how rude, why would you say that? And Snake goes, because no one on Earth could be as charming as you. Anyway, this cr- oh my god! But um, but mine were and then you can cool. like hear her pants flying off. Really? I don't I don't think that's true at all. Yeah, I was gonna say. No. I tried to think of some other good like Final Fantasy ones. Yeah, I did too. And I can I mean Final Fantasy Seven is a lot. Of, really? I can't. I, think I, I mean Barrett's lines. So. Most of Barrett's lines are fucking. Funny. Like, Jesus. That was that. I thought you were laughing that time. No, that was another <laughs> thundercrack. I didn't yeah. even have time to react to Blake, that one. The sound got here before the. I mean, was gone. He, have you seen the stream? He's pretty good at video games. Thank his God, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> that apparently set off some car alarms. By the way, <laughs> what? Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, Barrett's line. Final Barrett's Fantasy lines, Seven. I think, are somewhat questionable. Or, uh, I think from from Final Fantasy Seven, I would have to go with Let's Mosey. And uh, there ain't no getting off of this train run. That's actually a remember, really good one. You remember the part where the the plate is collapsing and he makes a reference to pizza? He's like, it's like a pizza yeah. collapsing on me. He's like, this shit's like a pizza collapsing. So, I was like, what? <laughs> Why would a pizza collapse? Barrett, you're an idiot. And they I mean, literally try to make like, the most stereotypical <laughs> black person. From like, Final Fantasy so VI, I would have to go with Kefka's line right before the final fight. Uh, him saying, you all sound like pages out of a self-help book. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's that is a good one. Um, and then, like, 
there's got to be one in Chrono Trigger that I would have liked, but I, I was thinking Chrono Trigger Final Fantasy Tactics. I, th- I think has a couple as well. Oh, you know but... what? I should have gone. I for me, blame yourself or God. That's that's probably my number one without question. Jesus, Blake. I'm gonna call you to make sure you're alive later. <laughs> I love um Barrett. Like is I love like pretty much anytime he does anything in Final Fantasy. Yeah. Stuff, Shit. Like, I, lo- I love how he's always like. Like, just saying, like, just stuff, like, really simple things, like, oh, I'm getting all worked up about this. Like, he's always, just, like, getting angry and talking about how mad he is. Mm-hmm. He's pretty, he's pretty funny. He's a really funny character. My God, if they ever remake that game, we'll be, <laughs> be gone for three weeks. So, cool. next top three, uh, things you like the most about Metal Gear Solid. Kill yourself, Robert. Or uh, best Metal Gear Solid quotes. Oh my god. Okay, Robert, I forgot to tell you I'm leaving the podcast. This is my last episode. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. great having both of us, but uh, catch you later. I can't handle any more Metal Gear Solid. Sorry. We are in for a treat. <sighs> Why? You'll find out. Don't worry about it. Okay. I don't like the sound of that. All right. Yeah, so, I know. I'm glad you don't either. I'm glad you're you're not like, yeah. No, you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we don't know our next top three. Keep an eye on our Twitter. We'll tweet it. We'll yeah. Hopefully tweet it out, Robert. Robert. Somebody uh, on Twitter, uh, SIFL Jeff 8, uh, sent us like some ideas for top threes. He said, Ooh, um, anything good? Mini games. Like within other games, oh, okay. not non-playable characters. Oh, I know what my number one is for that. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to spoil it because I, I'm down for that one. I'm down for that one. I mean, I there's a couple of options. Non-play, non-playable characters. No, mini games. Oh, the mini games. Oh, the mini games. Oh, pfft. that's a good one. What's wrong with that that's one? A really good one. Uh, that's a really good one. Are you? That's one of the better ones yeah. I've heard in a while. Okay. Oh yeah, that's fine. We'll do it. All right. Yeah, cool. You're damn right, we will. <laughs> I don't think I don't think my I mean I can come up with a list. Mine's not gonna I don't I can't think of anything that are outright like ah, I know these, but if you guys like have some good ones, let's let's definitely do it. Mom's a good one. So so next uh next top three is best mini games. And we're I guess we're just straight up defining minigame as a game within another game. Yeah, right? a game that's not a part of the main story, it's kinda like a Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh are we recording, are we going to do next week since we missed one this time, or are we going to do two weeks? I am not playing anything currently, so I wouldn't, I don't know if I'll have anything good to talk about, like in a, yeah, a full, another title I'm to talk about. But. Okay. Time. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so, so, so we'll do two weeks out from yeah, here as usual. Uh, so, mail us your top three favorite mini games at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Also, just email us whatever the hell you feel like emailing us about. It doesn't even, have, hey, we don't even, we really don't even care what it has to do with. Um, you can also tweet your top three mini games at to at class games cast. And what am I missing? Oh, subscribe to us on iTunes. We didn't get any mail, but we do still need people to go to iTunes and give us amazing reviews on iTunes. That's always good. Yep. Checking. I'm trying to check right now to see if we have any new reviews <clears throat> in the past couple weeks, but I'm getting the... Well, I mean, Jay's also kind of on a tight schedule here, so we should try to wrap up a little bit. Oh, yeah, I mean, I can always set out early. It's not a problem. i got to leave here in, like, 60 seconds. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's good. I think we're done. Um, yeah. Well, do we want to do happy endings or anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, we got to do right. that. Jay, any real quick. Yes. Have you guys seen Life is Strange, Square Enix game that came out? <laughs> yeah, I've got no interest in it. it looks... I really enjoyed it so oh, far. I, I played through the first really? chapter. It's pretty cool. It's really bizarre. It's that doesn't seem like scary. a game that you would like. I know. Yeah. I was well, my other brother and I like we usually play games like that together, like kind of scary, story-driven game. I mean, it's a little bit scary at parts, but I don't know. I played the first chapter, really liked it. That was kind of bizarre, like the system, like the whole like chrono shifting and stuff. But I'll probably finish here, and I'm out of brother's out of town for a week. Once he gets back, I'll probably finish it with him. Sweet. Cool. I'll um, talk to you guys in two weeks. Peace. Okay. Peace. Peace. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Blake. Yeah, that's me. You've been playing GTA V. I've been playing a few things. Um, ma- mainly GTA V, which I finished the story of. Uh, I had a lot of fun with the game. Really good game. Except for the last three or four hours of the story is a bit of a clusterfuck. Like, throughout the entire game... Which one? There is uh, GTA V. Okay. So throughout the entire game, there's this tension building between some of the characters. Not the playable characters, but your playable characters and some of the NPCs in their lives. Uh, The big ones are uh, there's a huge amount of tension building between Michael and his family. His family doesn't uh, like him, basically. He's a crazy lunatic, and they leave the house for a couple days to get some space. I'm more willing to believe Michael's story arc in the game than I am the other characters that I'll get to in a little bit. But Michael's story arc, basically he starts getting some emails and texts from his family, and they're like, we really miss you, we love you, blah, blah, blah. Just come see mom. All she wants is for you to come and basically tell her to come home. So you go and see her, and you beat the shit out of the guy that she's there with, and all of a sudden like, she was standing up for the guy that she was there with, previously throughout the rest of the game and now all of a sudden like you show up and punch him in the face and bust his nose and she's happy about that and everybody goes home all right it it was so like it was such a a rushed thing of like oh we're (laughs) over you being a psycho lunatic now that you're being a psycho lunatic and using it for us we're okay with it i'm not so mad now (laughs) because he basically does the exact same things he did earlier in the game yeah. But a, just differently, I guess. And it's supposedly differently enough that his family is like, oh, well, now it's an okay thing that you're turning this guy's face into a pincushion. <laughs> and then that one I'm almost willing to believe because family is just kind of stupid like that and shit. And then the other one, Franklin and his friend Lamar have been uh, at each other's throats pretty much the whole time. And then at the end of the game, because Lamar, what happens is Lamar keeps getting Franklin fucked over. Franklin has to save Lamar okay. over and over and over and over again. And at the end of the game, like it comes down to really close to the end. Lamar and Franklin are both like, you're an asshole. Stop acting like such an asshole. Don't you know where you're from? And then Franklin's like, oh, but I have to save you all the time, man. What the fuck? I have to come and pull your ass out of the fire and all this shit. And then all of a sudden, uh, for the last mission, and, like, right after the last mission, they're both like, man, we're good. It's cool. I, I fucking love you. It's Everything's good, man. And that's, like, it, it, there's just no transition there between the animosity that they had built up, like, right in the mission before the final couple missions. And then just this transition into, no, 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 we're cool. We're cool. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
and it just bothered the absolute hell out of me. This, it sounds pretty rushed. Um, yeah, aside from and and the very very end is not very climactic at all. There's a couple. There's um a choice that you get to make towards the end of the game. On I don't want to spoil too much, but you can make a choice between uh, three different options, and that changes the last couple missions. The way that I took it, the very 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 ending right before the credits, it's just so anticlimactic. There's all this build up to it, and then it, you're just like, well, I guess it's over. Now we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost exactly what they say too like what the <laughs> fuck are you doing no you were doing so well up until this point yeah overall the game is amazing though um i highly recommend any gta fan play it the storytelling is very good for almost the entire game the gameplay is fantastic uh the extra content is very 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 in-depth and it's awesome uh the other game i've been playing a little bit over the last couple of days has been Witcher 3. I've been waiting to play oh, Witcher yeah. 3 for a very long time. Um, I've played like four hours of it now, if that even. It doesn't feel like that much. How's it but, uh, it look, okay, my Steam tells me that I've played four hours of it so far. I wanted to check. And uh, compared to Witcher 2, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Sorry about the thunder. <laughs> I keep seeing these flashes of light, and I'm like, should I pause and mute my mic or what? <laughs> I feel That's awkward. cool. We can deal with a little thunder. Yeah. So far, it's it, Witcher 3 is like Witcher 2, but open world, and the movement controls are a little strange sometimes. Like, it's the momentum that you get from moving sometimes just feels very, 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 very wrong. Uh, but aside from that smallish complaint... Uh, Gameplay-wise, the big open world is very different from Witcher 2, which is throwing me off some. Witcher 2 was a fairly railroaded experience, at least compared to this. Oh, uh, really? You generally would have, like, mission hubs. It wasn't completely just go from here to here, go from now from here to here, now from here to here. There are right. side missions that you get to do throughout Witcher 2. There are a lot of side quests in the game. But in Witcher 3, my entire experience so far has basically been side quests. Hmm. Which is it? It's very different from the uh, very story-driven kind of game that you get out of Witcher Two. To go from that to this um, to something that's not as focused on story, which has it so much of a focus on the world and exploring the world and all these side quests that you get to do and everything. It's throwing me off a little bit. I'm loving it, but it's not quite the game I was expecting. Uh, so I just have to basically change my expectations. Is all. Um, I've heard a few people say that they did not enjoy the game for the first, like, four or five or six hours, and really? then you get to a certain point where it, like, really becomes awesome. Huh. I've, I, I've almost completely uh, stayed blind on the game. I okay. know very, very few opinions. So that's interesting. Hopefully uh, something similar happens for me then. Yeah, I'd like to hear how you end up liking it next time. Like, I'm also playing on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> So I think oh, I've lost really? an hour to dying, maybe two hours already, of the four or five hours I've played. I oh, died right. a lot. Yeah, the you're having a little bit of trouble fighting that bear. Sword. Yeah, I, I'm a level two, and I was fighting what I think is a level six bear earlier, <laughs> right before we did the podcast tonight. And, oh, man, that bear was scary. He was not my friend. Smokey was a... Uh, he was not happy. Apparently, he thought I started some forest fires, which is funny 
because I kept using the fire spell you did. on him. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing caught on fire except the bear, so uh, I'm apparently pretty good <laughs> with controlling right, my fire. It's alright if the bear catches on fire. <laughs> That's a good I, uh, thing. It's very good. I, wa- I want to... I really am interested in playing that game, but I haven't played Witcher 2 yet, which mm-hmm. I obviously won't need to play first. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't need to, but I recommend playing Witcher 2. Witcher 2 is amazing. It's yeah, like yeah, a I mean, 9 or a 9.5 out of 10. That's what I've heard. Um, I really want to play it. I haven't... I, it'll, it may be the next... It'll probably be the next game I play after I finish, like, uh, uh, Pillars of Eternity. Once I get through with that, I think I'll probably play The Witcher 2. And then, nice. <clears throat> and then it'll probably be a little while before I play Witcher 3, because there's some other stuff I want to play. But I, within the next, like, year or two, I will definitely eventually play Witcher 3. <laughs> I Yeah, so far I'm enjoying it. Um, it's taking some getting used to the combat again. Uh, learning what, what to do and when to do it, stuff like that. Um, the voice acting is great. The, st- the setting is amazing. And, uh, like, the other thing I wanted to talk about, um, it's got that big emphasis on, um, on, like, the side quests and stuff that you get to do instead. Mm-hmm. And the best part about that is, it actually works really well because they put a lot of effort into making it work. They've got like, it's not your usual go fetch this item from this location for me and come back and I'll give you 50 gold kind of a side quest. It's more like a really detailed character driven side quest. Um, Oh yeah. like, Like one of the first missions, like there's a simple mission of go and kill this ghost. That's the objective. That's what you're supposed uh-huh. to go do as a witcher. And it gets a lot more complicated than that because of the way that they wrote it. What you do is you go there. You go to where the ghost is at. And Geralt, the main character, your PC, starts ex- uh, examining the area. And you have to, like, look around the well where the ghost is tied to. And you find out, oh, there's a woman hanging down the well. And there's all these blood spots. And you find a diary that tells you how she died. And you need all this information because without it, Geralt doesn't know how to permanently kill the ghost and get it removed. So you have to do all these things and then you have to like burn the body along with the object that was tying her to the realm. And then the spirit comes out and then you get to go talk to people and ask a little bit about her and about the history of the character that was dead 20 years ago or something. It's... um. It makes all of those side quests not feel like they're just there for you to go get experience or something, you know? Right. It's actually there as, like, <clears throat> it, it develops. It has its own small plot line and development, which makes it a lot easier to play through. And cool. very, very, very difficult to put down. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. It's It's been very difficult for me the last two nights to just stop playing the game because I have other things I need to do. Nice. So you got anything else, any other games on the block that you've uh, been doing? Or um, that much? Not really. I think those are the only two that come to mind right now. <coughs> I've prob- I think I've played a little bit of Heroes of the Storm recently. I played... Uh... I've been tempted to play Path of Exile again. Which oh, oh, really? Yeah. They've got uh, their uh, Act 4 is coming out soon. I think it's in beta right now. And I kind of want to try getting back into it, but I don't know. Uh, how, have you played that a whole lot? 
I played a little bit of it when um when it first released to the public, but I never dumped too much time into it. I did a I think I've got twenty hours on Steam, something like that. And what I did is I did hard, some hardcore characters. I, I've got 41 hours on Steam, you know. I did some hardcore characters, uh, mostly evasion characters, evasion-based with shield. And it it just never felt like it worked out very well. Like, I would get one shot by some of the bosses and if I got hit, which is not a very fun way to play the game. So I kind of gave up on the build, the idea of that build, which was like the main thing that was making me want to play the game. I might try and if, if I go back, I'll definitely have to do some research and see if there are builds similar to that one that work with like dual claws and a shield based build or something. Okay. So yeah, that's about it. Nice. I've, uh, I haven't been playing a whole lot new. Mostly still playing, uh, Pillars of Eternity. I'm like 32 hours in right now. Oh wow. And then, uh, yeah, like, from what I <laughs> so understand. So you've barely scratched the surface. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and, uh, some more, a little bit more city skylines also. I, um, <laughs> my roads on that game are getting pretty ridiculous. Like, I, I, I sort of suck at getting, like, like, within the main parts of the city, my roads are pretty good for the most part. But, like, when I'm, like, so I just built an interstate that goes, like, all the way around the city. And, like, my on-ramps and off-ramps, like, look completely ridiculous. Like, they're just, like, looping all over the place. Like, connecting to each other, like, branching off, going to other places. Like, just because I, I don't really come up with a good plan whenever I like, go to lay them down, I'm just like, alright, what's the best way, working with what I've got, the way this is already set up so far, to get people from here onto the interstate, and then it just ends up looking ridiculous, and then, like, so, the, uh, the developers of the game have done, like, an awesome job of, like, listening to feedback about it, and kind of keeping <laughs> posted on what sorts of changes they're working on, they just released a patch that has a few cool things in it, one of which is uh, a big thing that was requested by a lot of people who are playing the game, which is uh, tunnels, to, like, to be able to actually, like, have a t- have your road go through a mountain, or, like, you have have it go, like, underground or through ground nice. as a tunnel. That's pretty and, cool. And, like, yeah, so that's pretty cool. And so I was making, I was making an off-ramp from uh, an interstate that was up pretty high. Uh, so, so, page down is the button you press to, like, lower the street, like, if you don't want it to, like, be a bridge or something, or, like, Anything like lifted off above the ground, you you push page up for it to go up and page down for it to go down. So I was I'm used to just like huh. sp- I'm used to just spamming page down when I'm laying road like from an interstate to the ground so that like it'll just go all the way to the ground. But I hit it a couple too like one or too many times and I didn't realize I had told it to go below the ground. So like on this one exit from one of my interstates, the off ramp goes to the ground. And then it goes into the ground, and then it, like, goes, like, one segment of road out, and then pops up back out of the ground, like, 20 feet later. <laughs> That's so, a fun road. That's just there for is, fun, fun, obviously, road. yeah. Exactly. I left it there, because I was like, that is a fun road. Um, and then there's this one part where, like, I thought I was building an interstate at first, but it turns out that I didn't have the interstate selected. I just had, like, a wide, regular, like, four-lane road selected. So, like, it goes, it went around part of my city, and then when I realized what I was doing, I wanted to, like, I don't really know what I was thinking, because, uh, 
the roads are two ways, unless you specifically choose a one-way road, but all the interstates are just one way. And so, like, I stopped that road and started an interstate so I could have an actual interstate so cars can go fast. And then I needed a way to connect them. And for some reason, I thought I had to have two different one-way roads connecting to this interstate. And I'm not really sure what my thought process was. But, like, <laughs> in order to make that work, I had to have it, like, start – I basically had to – for that to work in the game, I had to, like, split the road. So, like, basically it looks like there's this regular road going, and, and it's four lanes. And then two of the lanes split off at, like, a 45-degree angle and then go back in again – at a 45 degree angle where they meet the what highway. What did you do? And then it does the same thing on the other side too. So it looks like it just like broke in the middle and like separated out and then came back together on the interstate. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. I also so, have to question the people that you hired to build this road because they just went with it. Yeah, These do not sound like the smartest workers on the planet. They're just like, whatever you say, boss. Hey, that's what you want. <laughs> Oh, and also, I I just I was like look, checking out my city, and I discovered that I accidentally recreated the street uh, where the family lives, where the Tanner family lives on Full House. Like it looks exactly the same. So there you go. That's my uh, city skylines experience. Good job. So far. I'll keep you post. I'll keep you guys posted. You're the we'll worst weekly, mayor ever. We can have the weekly. Uh, Jammy Town update. That's what my uh, that's what I named my city. <laughs> <laughs> and then I played a little bit of um, Pac-Man Championship Edition. I was like, nice. it was on sale on Steam, and like I don't even really like Pac-Man, but I was kind of like, what what the hell? I'll go for it because it was like every single like DLC plus the game, and it was like not even three dollars or something like that. It was like maybe three fifty. And that's pretty fun. It's it's cool because it's got like lots of different skins, and then you can also do like a like a rally racer skin and a dig dug skin. But the weird thing about it is there is no classic mode. Hmm. You can only play like the new Pac-Man modes, which are pretty fun. Like they'll have like dots on on like one part of like I guess you call it the map, and like you get those, and then like. Once you get those, like they'll appear in other places as opposed to just being everywhere, and the goal is simply just to eat them all. And then, like there, are, there's parts where there are lots of ghosts, but they're not awake; they're sleeping, and they don't wake up unless you like get too close to them. That's kind of a cool mechanic. They do some really cool things with it. It's really fun. I recommend it if you're into that kind of stuff. But I was just kind of disappointed. I thought it was really weird that that you can't have you can't play classic version. It's only got like it's only got new versions. Yeah, I, I I know a bunch of people that were playing that, but I uh, I just assumed that it would have that. Yeah, That's I weird. did too. <laughs> I just kind of assumed it also. Um, but like I said, the visuals are really cool. If you're into that kind of stuff, if you're into games like that, then then definitely check it out because they did a really good job with it. I had a good bit of fun with it, and I don't really even care for Pac-Man that much. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, oh, one more thing. I just checked, and we actually did get a new review on iTunes. Hey! This was actually five days ago. This was May 22nd when we got this from Jeffrey Watcher. He says, uh, I've tried any... Oh, this is five stars, by the way. This, <laughs> this is a good review. Ooh. Which, now we have eight ratings with an average four and a half star overall rating. Baller. How about that? Internet high five? Internet high five. 
All right. That was a clap. Uh, that wasn't thunder. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey said, I've tried, to, I've tried many video gaming podcasts. This is by, this is by far one of the best. It features three very funny hosts. Wow. That's the first time anybody has referred to me as funny. <laughs> and, and an excellent format. Each episode starts with a little bit of current gaming news. Then for the bulk of the episode, each host features one classic game at least 10 years old that they talk about in depth. It is great because they cover a variety of games, including platformers, RPGs, flight simulators. Uh, I don't think we've done a flight sim. Oh, he's probably thinking of like the space combat sims. Uh, rogue, roguelikes, point and click adventure games, and more. To conclude, they have a themed top three list, e.g. top three Sega Genesis games. All of the hosts have an extensive history playing classic games and a breadth of knowledge so that... Wow, I actually had to click the more button to read the whole thing. So that all three can usually contribute on any game mentioned. What truly makes this podcast great is the interaction of Robert, Blake, and Jay. They are constantly making fun of each other (laughs) (laughs) and cracking jokes. I laugh harder... I laugh harder during this podcast than during most of the comedy podcasts I listen to. I could not recommend this podcast any higher, especially to anyone with a nostalgia for the games of the early console generations. Damn! Wow. I'm going to, like, print that off and put that on my wall or something. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Jeffrey, uh... That's definitely appreciated. Thank you That's, for uh, the extremely glowing review. Wow. Yeah, seriously, we really, we really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's 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 definitely that's definitely the best one we've gotten so far. That's better than that's that's the best anything we've gotten so far. I think. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So anyway, thanks Jeffrey. We appreciate it. Uh, once again, mail us at mail at classicgamingpodcast dot com. We'll basically read anything you put in an email and send it to us. <laughs> Then, uh, well, all right, we will read it. That's a little strong. You'll read it because that's <laughs> you, you literally do read anything that gets sent to us. <laughs> <laughs> Including <laughs> junk mail. <laughs> it's true. It has happened. Um, and uh, and if you feel so inclined, go, go and leave us a, a, a fucking amazing review on iTunes like Jeffrey did. Or an awful review. Those are okay, too. Yeah, I mean, I will read that, too. Like the guy who wrote it for the keyboard. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Oh Nobody God. gives a crap about your stupid keyboard and how your weeks were. Time to change the description of your show to a bunch of boring dudes chat about pointless crap. What's <laughs> <laughs> oh stuff? Um, I guess that's it. Follow us at Class Games Cast, even though we <laughs> don't really ever tweet anything. <laughs> We don't tweet. You, again, it's, it comes <laughs> back to you, alright? Hey! You didn't either. That's because I don't control the account. Well, I don't do a good job of controlling it. Yeah, exactly my point. <laughs> Is there anything else? Am I, am I leaving anything else out? Or? No, I think that's it. We're good. good. Uh, next okay. week, or two weeks from now, whatever, next episode, uh, top three mini games in a game. I'm looking forward to that one. I already know my number one. It's just a matter I've, of figuring out what the rest will be. I've thought of a few, but I can't really think of any that are just like, oh, this is an awesome one. Then you're not but, thinking of But then one. again, well, I didn't like any of the ones in Final Fantasy VII, though. My, so far, my, my one game that I have, it's not even 
uh, from Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's Blitzball, isn't it? No, it's not fucking Blitzball. <laughs> I hate you. All right, we'll leave it on that cliffhanger. <laughs> You'll get to hear what Jake's what what, the fuck, what Blake's thanks mini game is. That Roberto. <laughs> you can call me Ray. <laughs> yeah, but I don't get your name mixed up with Jay, so I'm not a bastard. All right, oh, that's okay. going to do it, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Hit us up with your top three mini games in a game. Uh, so. and bye.